This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Watching Lester Till I Die TV. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye. Hello, how the devil are you all? Welcome along. This is LTID TV from Lesser Till I Die. Uh, we've had a week off, and my God, it's gone like mad. 
I, I, I was at a barbecue on Saturday and I had to come back early. Leicester could not do anything. Like Monday to Friday, 9 till 5. No, no, they've got to do it on a Saturday. Announce a couple of signings. But at least we've got a couple of signings in. That is the main thing. Uh, but thank you for joining us, whether you're doing that via YouTube. And if you are, please feel free to join in the comments. One of you already have. Uh, keep it clean and respectful, of course. Or if you're listening on your favourite podcast platform, uh, Thank you so very much for doing that as well and for lending me your ears. And you can join us on any of our many socials. You can see them all going across the, the bottom there in full glorious colour. Um, LTID TV on most of them. Um, less little are down one or two that have been going that long that I can't change it. Um, bugger. But there we go. Uh, tonight's show is just a catch-up. It's the debate show. We have got no Eagle Piggle with us. He is driving back from Bognor. Driving back from Bogdan. That was a Chris Rear song, wasn't it? Anyway, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll avoid the other dodgems that he might meet on the way. Um, but I just want to say, first of all, thank you very, 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 very much uh, to Spencer, who has become our newest member. Uh, we've lost one, unfortunately, in um, Marcus Sports, but he was a Newcastle fan, and in fairness, we have gone down a league now, so I kind of get it. But Spencer, welcome along, sir. Uh, if you want to become a member, it's only one ninety nine of your good English pounds a calendar month, and you get all sorts of goodies thrown in, including being invited to come on this show. And we've got uh, our first uh, victim. I mean, I mean, our first volunteer who's going to come on tonight and take part in Tony, and we will bring him on uh, uh, in a bit. But that's one of the things that you get a chance to come on the shows and join in as well. And uh, once the season starts and we have enough members, I hope to be doing some member-only shows as well. But it has all been happening. Uh, I like this. I, I just, I know there's, I know the. It's nice to kick another team when they're down. It's even nice to kick it when it's Arsenal. But basically, as I put there, how to make yourself look like an arse in five easy steps. Steps. Did you see what I did? Did you see what I did there? Oh, God, you know, I don't waste my afternoons. Uh, all those pictures of Madison in Arsenal shirts over the last couple of seasons. And he's gone to your biggest rivals. Arsenal fans, will you stop? Thinking that you are this club that people are going to players are going to walk barefoot over broken glass to just because you are Arsenal that haven't won anything. Well, we've won more since you have. Let's be honest with you. Um, FA Cup a while ago. So look, stop it, Arsenal. You know, just if players going to sign. I think the last player, and I say I don't. Nobody's ever corrected me on this, but I think the last player that we've actually ever signed uh, or they've ever signed from us was Alan Smith. But they just get excited every season, every window. They just come in and stick their shirt on other players' heads. All these left. Vardy was one. Madison. Uh, honestly. Honestly. But there we go. Look, it keeps Arsenal fans happy, doesn't it? It gives them something to do with the colouring books. So uh, <laughs> we, we'd like to look after those that are less fortunate than ourselves. But Spencer, thank you so very, very much indeed. For becoming the latest member, uh, it is it is the debate show tonight. Let's talk. Let's do a couple more comments just before I get our guests in. Um, which, if I can bring up and press the right button, I always find that helps. Uh, Lester, till I die, is in a oh, great name, mate. Great name. 
Uh, we were the second one because Spence was already in, but you weren't to see that because it was the, a member message. But uh, Michael Gamble, uh, hi, hi, Michael David. I can never remember. I think you're David, aren't you? How the devil are you? Um, you, you need to stop that finger pressing on those buttons there. Uh, that's little I die. Connor Cody, indeed. And we will be talking about him later. Stuart's in. Howdy, Stuart. How the devil are you? As is Terry. Welcome along. Uh, have you finished with that white shirt you got? I'm not sure what you mean by that. Explain that one to me. Uh, James, more evening, James. How are you? Loving the contest as always. Brilliant, mate. Thanks very much. It means a lot. It's a nice to feel optimistic about Leicester again. I tell you what, it does, doesn't it? If we've got to drop a league to own. When we dropped when we dropped to league uh, league two, uh, but we're actually winning games. It did make a change, didn't it? <laughs> and uh, Terry number two is in. Terry Payne. I love your brother, mate. Window. How's he doing? Oh, I'm sorry. And I've got look. I've got to practice for the breakfast show that I'm starting. Starts on Wednesday. The breakfast show. More details about that later. But I've got to get my jokes in for that. But talking about jokes, uh, and that's <laughs> been very unfair. But let's bring him in. You know him. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Brad. Good evening, sir. How are you? Well, I was fine until I uh, got my pup down there and told him a joke. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, I called you a legend as well. Come on. Well, that that is very true. But there is always pop positive to anyone who throws an insult towards you in the greatest suggest because I'd rather be a joke than an Arsenal fan. So, <laughs> there is that. And I think most people would be. I mean, they, they do it every seat, every window, don't they? Come on. Yeah, they do. I can't wait for the next uh, player to be photoshopped into an Arsenal show, only to go elsewhere. Yes, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I got your message, Terry. I'm just waiting to, to, to bring you in. Um, did I? I must have had a white, that nice shirt you had on a few, a few moments ago. <laughs> I don't moan. How dare you? How dare you, sir? Um, I do have to, I've got that many Leicester shirts. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Coventry at home, yeah. Look, like I said, 199, become a member. One of the things that you can do is come on the show as a guest. And that is exactly what this guy has done. So let, let's bring him on now and say hello to Tony. And hello. Hello, mate. How the devil are you? I'm good, yep. Good, good, good. Excited now? Yep. I know I said keep the answer short, but we're doing well. Uh, Brad, <laughs> <laughs> Enzo, I mean, it is. It was, it, was, it was a surprise, but I'm actually, it has got me excited. Yeah, it has uh, me a bit. More, more because... <sighs> At least we're in the championship. I wouldn't have been thrilled if he'd have been appointed as a Premier League manager because I have to stand by what I say. You shouldn't just be given a job because you're someone's number two or an ex-player. But at least he's worked in the game a lot longer than, than some of these ex-pros that go straight into management. So I, I value that more over I, I, I ever do a Scott Parker. And if you, mm. I think if you said to any Leicester fan out there, Scott Parker, Steven Gerrard or Pep Guardiola's number two, it's, it's not even once you finish laughing and you grain, you know, you, you're oxygen back in your lungs, and you know, you know, you might you might um, be able to breathe. 
Actually, I don't know. I might have failed side option, might kill your lungs. So, you know what I meant, though. <laughs> I know what you meant. I know what you meant. I've told you before, stop drinking on the show. Tony, I mean, <laughs> Gerard has been named manager of Saudi side Al Etifak. I think that Stephen Gerard, with his accent, thought it was the uh, Etihad that he was going to. But no, it is Al Etifak. He was going, then he came back. And I think every every English club that isn't got a manager can breathe a sigh of relief now. I mean, compared to that, and as Brad said, Parker, we've got to be happy with Enzo, haven't we? Yeah, um, I just I can't believe uh, that that country's uh, taken uh, taken players at the Premier League, and now they're trying to take managers away as well. Um, I think this set up. I think before you before you know it, they're going to take a load of ex ex players and managers to, uh, away in the next couple of seasons. That's I what mean, I'm saying. Yeah, well, they already are doing. I think, aren't they? Really, but is it? I... I've heard a lot of club owners and fans have been coming out, like you just said there. But surely, Brad, that's what the Premier League's been doing for the last thirty years. Yeah, but it's on a different scale. And I know people might say, "Oh, it's better structured now." But China did this, didn't they? And look how that went. Players took the move. Mm. Some admitted it was purely for money. Others tried to make it sound like they that like China was always an ambition to go and play in. I remember, was it like a couple of seasons, Russia, uh, they did it, didn't they? They had like Roberto Carlos and that going there. Um, How long will it last at Saudi Arabia before the effect wears off? I mean, maybe if the likes of Mbappé and that sod off to it, I wouldn't care too much. I don't watch their leagues, but choosing greed over over a stable job, off you go then. So, yeah. You'll keep the better footballers over here for wanting to play the sport for me. At the end of the day, I guess, Tony, that it is all about wages. And to, and to a lot of these players, yeah. it's just a job. I mean, you know, look at like Madison. I mean, and we'll be talking about him and Soyuncu, etc. later. But Leicester to them is just a job. And if, you know, I know I've left enough jobs. Two reasons you leave a job. One is to, to move up the ladder. And the second one is, a better pay packet, so they're no different, are they? No, um, no, but I'd like to see if Brad and you, Chris, um, agree with what I'm about to say is about wages. Is where I think Havertz just, uh, obviously, uh, just signed for Arsenal, um, and he's on about 330k a week. Um, and then you look at Carlos Tevez a couple of years ago, he was on 600k a week. And I'm thinking, what, what, 600k a week? And you've got us only getting £10.50 an hour as obscene, as, as obscene man, man, amount of money. Brad, your thoughts on that? I mean, it is, but they would. the argument back, I suppose, is the fact that it could be a very short career. Yeah, it will be. And, and you're talking, I mean, Arsenal's stupid because they've been making these mistakes for years. They've... I, I don't know how many times they need to pay someone 300 grand a year for him to turn into an absolute flop and stop playing for them. Sanchez was the main one. Urza was another one. Now they're doing the same with Kai Havertz, who's been awful at Chelsea for the last few seasons. It don't last. They don't care. Well, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, can you blame the players? I get, I get what Tony's saying about, oh, we're on £10 something an hour and they're on that. But if someone said to me, Brad... 
I, you know, leave your, I oh, know I was not working with SR Wiles, and sort of said, Brad, I want you to go and sit on a beach and build sandcastles and go and enjoy yourself, and I'm going to pay you 300 grand a week to do it, or Brad, go and work at the King Power. I'm going to ask if we can build a beach at the King Power and get away with it both ways, but if not, I'm going to go sit on the beach for 300 grand a, a week, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's yeah. what you're asking yeah. these players to yeah. do, because that's what yeah. they'll turn into. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say, do I, I'm going to up the city now, Chris, look. <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's, it's a phone case of Arsenal. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh. No, no, I'm banned, I'm no, banned. no. Bye. <laughs> Out there. Uh, I'm going to say yeah. hello to, uh, to Neil, uh, Beyond the 19 of the Great Leicester channel. Make sure to go and check him out if you haven't. Uh, have you noticed that they've uploaded the full press conferences and being a tad more transparent about training now? We're going to be bringing it up. Actually, in a second, Neil, none of us have seen it yet. I did notice it was actually 20 minutes long rather than the normal sort of nine minutes long. So it could be, uh, hopefully it's going to be interesting with it being the first one. I've got to say a big, huge hello to Glenn from the Sky Blues Hub. Going to be doing a lot with him uh, at the start of the season. Coventry fan, first match of the season. I called it. I said, we'll be home to Coventry. The, the proper, none of this bloody forest shit. You know, or, or Derby. It's it's the proper M sixty nine Derby. Like you always say, Brad, if you've got a motorway named after the Derby, it's a proper one. Uh, <laughs> and we will be coming on to Callum Doyle later. Um, but he also says he wouldn't be signing Stefan on loan. Don't rate him. His clean sheet record at Borough was average at least. <laughs> yeah, what we're comparing him to, eh? But again, we're going to be talking goalkeepers. Um, Matthew, yeah, some good signings. We're going to be coming to all um, uh, all uh, all our new signings later. And, of course, he is uh, a Cherries fan. Um, although, go over and check out Up the Cherries in all departments. A good channel if you like Bournemouth. Uh, if you don't like Bournemouth, ignore them. But no, they're good. They're good football content as well. And Neil says, speaking of on the beach, that's where our players were last season. It's probably very true. They, they were there from about the second game, weren't they? But look, we are going to be looking, and I, this is going to be interesting because we we covered well. We got to the point, didn't we, Brad? Where last season we were just getting fed up with um, the press conferences. They were so boring. Yeah, I mean, we thought it'd be a smart idea to probably <laughs> listen into what Brendan was saying and see if we could pick up on, on on the reasons behind our fault. And all we got was, you're beautiful people, you're this. And it was <laughs> like, oh. I mean, we, we had, for anyone who thought, why, did the, why is Chris and Brad not doing the press conferences? It's because you could have watched the last six weeks. Funny enough, Chris, it was the same with the training videos. <clears throat> <laughs> but you know, I digress on training videos. Uh, I'm hoping yeah, the season will be though, better. That what people don't realise is, I think we only did about six um, shows covering the press conferences. We actually only did one. The next five were just the first one repeated every week. But look, we're going to have a. Tony's not seen it. You've not seen it. I've not seen it. Nope. I am looking forward to this. Um, oops, let me just put it back in. Um, so we are going to be looking at his first press conference. Let me press all the right buttons. Here we go. Straight into it. 
first of all, good afternoon. And uh, yeah, uh, we all know the targets, uh, but I think the most important thing is to go step by step. And that means now the most important thing is to create the right squad with the right players, or at least the players that we think they can fit with the idea. And then uh, it's just, uh, as I said at the beginning, it's first of all to create something important and then to build, build. And the target, because the club uh, deserve probably something different, we all know the target. Is that target? An immediate return to the Premier League? Uh, to be honest, I like to, because I know quite well uh, the idea, I like to talk about, first of all, about the, the process that brings us to get promoted. That at the end is the most important thing. Then, if it's this year, hopefully, if not, it's important to. To, to build something important for the next three, five years. I talked there about building a squad here. You've got two players in. Fuck me, they've had 18 months to get a new mic. Fucking hell. I was just thinking that. <laughs> just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, a good signal from the club. And because they are both very, very important players, not only uh in terms of quality inside the pitch but also we are looking for players that they can be uh, example for the for the young players and for the rest of the teammates so connor is one of the that guy even Ari, it's a good one and the idea is to bring in more players with uh, quality not only inside the pitch as i said and but also they, they can help us to build, as I said before, something important. Not only, I know that most of us, we are worried about the, what's happened tomorrow, what's happened tomorrow, tomorrow. But the idea for us is also to see a little bit more longer. You've lost some players since James Madison has now departed. Will there be many more departures? Do you know how many? <laughs> Can't hear anything. No, it's ridiculous. No, anyway, it's it's difficult because when until the the market is open, anything can happen. For us and for the other clubs. So at the moment, as you said, uh, seven players expired contract. Uh, Madison left, and probably can happen that some more of the players they can leave. But at the same time, if somebody leave, we can we can bring in some new players. You had an incredible year working closely with Pep Guardiola um, last season. What did you learn from him and will be continuing to be there to offer advice to you? Sign language uh, is available. I, I always try to, to learn as much as I can. Uh, last year happened exactly the same. Has been anyway an unbelievable season. Because we achieve all the almost all the target, but at the end, yeah, as I said, I just try to learn every day, there and here. Thank you. 
You want to know if we are going to play in the same way, yeah? <laughs> no, anyway, this, uh, we are, the idea, it's, it's that idea, but uh, as I said at the beginning, it's not uh, tomorrow, it's a process. So the idea is to try to play in one way, the way we want, but that uh, Required time, hopefully, we can achieve as soon as possible. Have you studied what it takes to get out of this league? Like, what Burnley achieved last season, the way they played? It seems fucking bored, like someone else speaks, so I can understand what they're saying. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's a complicated uh, league, also because many teams they are always fighting uh, to to be promoted and the way we always said the same you can win in one way or you can win in different way that means that one is good and the other one is not good it's just to to see the squad we we create and since that moment we see the way we're gonna we're gonna try to achieve our target Okay, I think what we'll do is because we just we can't hear the questions. It, it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. That's uh, absolutely you know. tragic. I, I, I've I've seen five people performing in a garage with better communications than that. She's awful. Yeah. Get her get her a mic for sake. Well, I don't think it's her. In fairness, we we do know it's. Well, uh, I don't know because Rob Tanner always seems to be able to be here, doesn't he? So do they bring their own mic? <laughs> <Possibly>. <laughs> As you've heard of a bring a bring a bring a drink to a party to an interview. I mean, you know, we 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 it is ridiculous. Like like uh, Neil said, uh, they're one of the best. The well, one of the best training grounds in the world. We got one microphone. Look, let's have a go through the questions um, that were started uh, that were asked here. We'll go through them um, basically. Uh, target, uh, Tony, he said, we all know the targets. The most important thing is to go step by step. Now it's to create the right squad with the right players, or at least with players we feel can fit the idea. Uh, then it's to create something important, then to build the club deserves something different. Yeah. Um, when I was watching uh, Leicester City last season, um, I just thought, they were very bad in, at the back, um, obviously, and I just found them so sloppy at the back. Uh, set pieces, um, set pieces was bad. But what I find is, when I'm watching games at any team, they never have, they never have a striker up the pitch. They all always in the box, and when they clear the ball at the box, where's the striker to try and collect the ball in the box? No, not actually on the other side to try and collect the ball and run. Yeah. And, Brad, I mean, we all know the targets. The mo oh, that's the one I've just read, isn't it? Uh, promotion, to be honest, because I know quite well uh, the idea. I like to talk about the process to get promoted. If it's this year, hopefully. If not, it's important to build for the real three, uh, to build for the next three or five years. Again, saving it, saying the right things. Yeah, he's going to do as well. And you've got to appreciate the fact that England English isn't his first uh, language. And when the woman's waffling on and the question's longer than one of my answers, it's, you know, 
to give the answer he's kind of give his is, is impressive because he's basically just saying that look we're trying to do this in as many block steps as we can we're hopeful for promotion but uh, he's basically not been told that he has to get promotion or or, or he's out the door you decide it's like compete probably at least probably minimum is is top six but the plan is to keep going and keep improving if we don't quite do it at the first attempt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Tony, I can just say someone has just mentioned Thunder. I've timed you out for 10 minutes of that comment. Um, and somebody mentioned about subtitles. Yes, there are subtitles on YouTube, but unfortunately not on LCFC.com. And if I play YouTube, I get my hand slap and, uh, and get another... Another step on the naughty uh, on the naughty ladder. So I've got to go via LCFC uh, and hope that one day they do fix their uh, fix the microphones. Tony, we'll talk about Cody and Winks uh, separately later. Uh, yeah. We need talking about transfers. And it's difficult when the market is open. Anything can happen. At the moment, seven players have their contracts expired. Madison left, and some more players can leave. But at the same time, if players leave. We can bring in more players. We expect more players to leave, don't we? One of those more than likely will probably be Barnes because he is he is sellable. Yeah. Um, do you do you think we should do you think we should keep uh, Barnes, Harvey Barnes? Because he'd be, I, I think he'd be quite good in the championship. I think we need to cash in on him personally, Brad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's. I think it's out of our hands whether it's a case of we keep Barnes or not he's he's definitely an asset he's a, he's an asset either way isn't he he's an asset in the championship because yeah. he's got that quality he's got that pace he's got lots of Premier League experience to take down to that level so and he's an asset if we sell him because he's going to be 20-25 million we're going to demand that sort of money for him because we're in a good financial situation um and again, remember, people, FFP and being financially stable are completely two different things, unless you're Everton and Man City, but we won't talk about that. Yeah. Um, you know, so I would personally like to see him stay because I, I can see what he offers. But if we sell him, it's a great asset. And I think that's why he's a bit, I wouldn't say tight-lipped on how we're going to... He didn't really give away a playing style or anything like that. It's because... It is an annoying transfer window, especially when you're relegated side, because you can't really, as much as you try to, form a style of play until you know exactly what squad you've got. And over the next yeah. coming weeks, that will be developed. Although I'm sure he will probably have a style that he wants to play too, and will hopefully get the players in that will yeah. adapt to that. Uh, yeah. Like Ben said, Barnes was class in the Championship. The amaze of a top Premier League club don't snap him up, although I believe West Ham are after him. Um, would you keep him then, Tony? What would you do? Because he, he's like Brad said, it's a win-win really for Leicester. Yeah, um, like I like I like I just saw the comment with Glenn. Um, when I've seen Barnes play, he's quick, he's good on the ball. He'll cause a lot of havoc in the championship. Mm. To be honest, I'd keep him. Oh yeah, no. Well, like I say, if we do, I'm not going to moan. But he is, you know, if we do need to raise the money, like you say. And what, what we're going to remember is that these players we're bringing in, um, all right, we've got a couple of good signings, a couple of good prices we'll come on to later, but they're going to be on less wages than those players that we're selling, probably. Uh, 
But as Neil said here, Benzo basically said, look, play for us if you don't want to, go. Uh, and that's that's the right attitude to have. Uh, he said, basically, as Man City, I will always try and learn. Um, what did you take from Pep Guardiola? Uh, he did say a, a box of tea bags and a jar of coffee. But he also said, <laughs> you want to know if we will play the same way? Uh, it's that idea. But as I said, it's not tomorrow. It's a process. The idea of trying to play one way, but that requires time. Hopefully, we can do it as quick as possible. Brad, the thing that worries me here is that everybody is oh, going to play this way. We're going to play the Guardiola way. You know, we're going to be playing it out from the back, which is what I've heard he likes to do. Uh, and then give them three or four months and they'll be moaning, oh, you know, we're not making the most of Vardy or the forward players. We have to accept that we've moved on from those Vardy years, if you like. I mean, yes, he's still with us, but... Yeah, it's like it's like you know West Ham always having to play the West Ham way. You don't because football evolves and the teams and the managers, whatever, you've got to evolve themselves. But it, you know, at the end of the day, I don't care how he plays as long as it's a winning way. Yeah, definitely. I know there's some odd, strange fans out there, not just less fans in any club that seem to want fancy flowing, you know, tricky dicky football over. Uh, over victories I, I don't care if they play the most dollars dishwater football ever if we're winning each week or or at least not losing games I couldn't give a monkey it's how we play the football but I understand it as well and, and again I feel a bit harsh it? it's, it's lazy journalism because it's an easy question to ask because you're, you're bound to ask it he came from Man City like you're expecting it and like he said he kind of expected the question and he going oh you're expecting me to say we're going to play out that and he's basically saying that's what I've learned. That's what I've been taught. But I've got to deal with what's in front of me, or I've got to build a squad that can play that way. And you're, and, and that is great to hear. I mean, as long as, because I can't see Connor Cody being like Vestergaard, because it's not like qu questions were raised that he doesn't fit into his system. There's not a single person that's gone. Oh, I don't know if Connor Cody's good for a tippy tappy football. Well, A, we don't know exactly if that's what he's going to do, but if that's what he's going to try and build with the players we've got and the ones he brings in, I can't imagine this guy's bringing in Connor Cody to say, I'm going to make him fit my system like a certain, and get ready, Chris, a certain bellend did with certain signings. Yeah, I, see I, was, I, I wasn't ready. You caught me out. You caught me out. <laughs> Yeah, there, there you go. Bellend <laughs> counter. That's on 37. I'm going to move him up to the top so that he's always... <laughs> I've lost him. I've lost him now totally. Yeah. No. Bellend. There you go. To the top. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you said, the Bellend there, just to reiterate it, not you don't have to play it again. What was it, Chris? <laughs> Vestergaard. Why did you bring him in? doesn't fit into your system. Samare brought him in. I want him to play this way. Didn't you buy him to play this way? Well, now I've changed my mind. This guy seems to go, I'm willing to learn and try and get them, have a plan B and try and make the best out of the team I've got. But like you said, until until he has a settled squad and he's got a guaranteed 15, 16 names that he definitely knows are going to stay at Leicester and not want to move, yeah. you can't really fully make that plan. No. That will be exciting to see, Chris. It will. Uh, and obviously, we're going to get more signings in. Um, I, I've got to say, with the championship, Tony, he said it's a complicated league because many teams, they are fighting to be promoted 
Uh, you can win in different ways. It, we know, I mean, I don't think, although when you look at it, there's a lot of um, things to, to say, oh, this is how Burnley did it. You know, they, they got a new manager in. They cleared out a lot of players. They got a lot of new players in, good players. And look what happened to them. I don't know if that's going to happen because there's a lot of good teams that are down there. Blackburn uh, are a good team. Coventry uh, only just missed out, uh, you know, uh, you know, by a penalty shootout. Um, although it was a bit fairer than the one last season. You know, there's a lot of Middlesbrough had a good uh, a, a good season. It's not going to be easy to get straight out, is it? Sorry about this. We've got a cat trying to intervene in the interview. That's the podcast. Right. That's okay. Yeah, what I was going to say was um, championship is going to be pretty like it's going to be better than last year because last year the championship was very average last year. Um, but I do think this year with likes of Leeds, you guys have come down. Um, and you got a likes of Norwich, my local team. Um, uh, it's going to be quite hard to get back. It's going to be very competitive to get back in the Premier League. I think it's I don't think it was a average last. Do you think so, Brad? Interested on what Tony was saying there. Sorry, what was that, Chris? Sorry, I'll stop the phone. Sorry, I, I think you know. I don't think last season was particularly an easy league. I mean, once you get past the five big ones, then you've got the championship. You know, it is recognised that you know you've got the Premier League, you've got Serie A, you've got Liga, and you've got the Bundesliga, uh, and then the championship. It's hard to get out of. Very hard. Yeah, but my, my issue is, is people, people, and people are going to probably come at me in in the comments of this, and I and and I mean it with the greatest of respect when I say this. It is the championship is the most competitive league, but it's filled with mediocre sides. And I know people are going to go, Brad, you can't say that. I'm three quarters of that league's ex Premier League. Yeah, and three quarters of that league hasn't been in the Premier League for over 10, 15 years. Three quarters of that team, that, that league's built up of Millwall and Stoke and Huddersfield and up until recently Barnsley before they went down the season before. Teams that never, teams that absolutely stink in Oda Championship. They, they, are, they, are, they, they eat, sleep and drink Championship because that's the only level they make it up to. And I don't know, maybe there's a statistic lover out there, that, unlike myself, that could do the maths. But I would say 70% of teams that do get promoted after spending years in a championship go straight back down. It's a very difficult league because they're all on that same level. I mean, I know it's been said tongue-in-cheek, tongue but realistically, financially-wise, we are that Man City of the championship. This is We're a very strange team to have in there in terms of no championships team do you see spend the money we've already spent on transfers. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we spent we spent what nearly thirty million on two transfers. You, yeah, do, you uh, struggle to see that in championship. No, it's, it's about eighteen million, isn't it? Oh yeah, so I, I was thinking it was eighteen million we paid for Cody, but it was eight and ten, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, but twenty million. Yeah, you're not going to see a Millwall spend that in over two windows, let alone one. Sometimes so. But that makes it harder, doesn't it, Tony? Because we are the team that everybody is going to want to win. Now, don't get me wrong. We, we are in that division because we deserve to be in that division. We were shit last year. All this sort of you too good to go down bollocks. 
you're too bad yeah, to stay up. Was bad. You know, you're too bad to stay up. And we were. So we deserve to be there. But no disrespect to Leeds, no disrespect to Southampton. Of the three that have come down, I think currently, on, on recent history, we're the bigger of the three. And we are the team that everybody's going to want to come and beat. And they're going to look and they keep Leicester spending all that money. And we are going to be the feather in a, uh, you know, a lot of uh, teams' caps if they beat us. Yeah. Um, do you agree, though? Do you agree? Um, it's very hard to attract players to be in the championship because most players want to play in the Premier League. It's going to be very hard to get players to join because they do prefer playing in the Premier League. Well, I don't know. We've just got two um, ex-Premier League players signed for It's obviously us. changed then. It's obviously you changed know. then. Yeah, I think... I think we're the exception, though. I agree with what you're saying, Tony. I think a lot of other clubs struggle to attract that talent. But I think there's the... There's a feeling that Leicester, not necessarily buy the title in a way, because I, 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 we're not a club that does that, but I think we're in a more fashionable position that, I mean, Conor Cody's 30. You know, he probably hasn't taken the biggest pay cut to come to Leicester. It's not like he's probably dropped from 65 down to 30. He's probably at best gone from 65 to 58. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm not saying that's his wages. So, I think we're a, I think we're a very unique side in the championship because we have that ability to yeah. maybe talk to a player that's out of sorts at their club and going, well, you know what, championship full season, I'll, I'll go there because they can afford to, it, you know, not much difference in what I was on, sort of thing. I think yep. this season will be very pivotal with transfers because we can still attract. Names and all right, you you've said this. I think in a show recently, Brad. If we'd stayed up, would we have wanted the likes of Winks and Cody? Yeah, you know who possibly not. But we're not in that. We are in where we are. And if we do, they are on three year deals. So if we go up, they've got the experience of the Premier League. But if we don't go up, then this time next uh, year we may struggle to um, to bring players in of a certain caliber. But then. It said that we, you know, we know that when we went down to League One, the players that were brought in, very few of them were good enough for the Championship. Um, yeah. And yeah. but they did the job for us in League One. Uh, so you know, and in a way, I'm glad that we are no longer going out for the thirty, forty, fifty million pound players because they don't always work out. Slamani, you know, Musa. You know, there's a lot of players that we've wasted a lot of money. Um, and now we've maybe got to go back to finding the Mareses, the Cantes, and that's not a, a bad thing. Um, yeah, look at Chelsea. Look at Chelsea when they've done £600 million. Yeah, yes. Uh, as Glenn said here, and Glenn, Glenn is, a, is a Coventry fan, um, first season in the Championship is the best chance to get back up. If you miss out, it's a lot harder next season than the season after. It is the only advantage you get if you don't go back up is that you then get the uh, um, parachute payment, which, of course, we don't get this season because we still get the Premier League payment, 110 million, I think it is. So, you know, we're not we're not in a bad financial position, but it's a good point that Glenn said. And as Terry said, the training ground has a pull. Yes, it does. Um, how are you as a manager? He said, I always like to be like a sponge. 
Oh, oh dear. And try to learn every day. The most beautiful thing for the players is the ball. Um, why Leicester? It's an unbelievable... Well, he's never. <laughs> he's not going to say it anywhere that was the first team that came in for me. But he said it's an unbelie- uh, unbelievable club. Uh, personally, for me, it's been difficult. Since I joined Man City, we felt part of the family there. But professionally, I have no doubts Leicester is an important club. A Premiership club, and we have have and we have to adapt. I mean, he's got. He's not making any false promises, is is he, Brad? No, he's not. He's keeping it real, uh, as the kids would say. Something to say these days, or is that uh, is that a uh, is that an older generation? <laughs> I'm trying to be down with the kids. I know, I know. What am I like? But no, he he's keeping it simple. He's keeping it down to earth. He's keeping it very respectable. At the end of the day. You can't get, uh, you know, you can't get ahead of yourself. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 he's got to, and again, it, it's very much a typical press first press conference in, in in a sense. You know, he's keeping it calm. He's he's not getting the fans overly excited, and I don't mean that in a bad way. But I mean this is he's not trying to convince us that it's, this is going to be the best thing we've ever seen since mm-hmm. since God knows when. You know, he's just answering the questions as they are and he's he's not trying to give too much away yeah just trying to pick the main points out here um the way how is he going to play to have the ball well it's pretty hard to play without the ball but that joking aside he has said that he wants his players to be able to play off the ball and that's something tony we never saw under well not towards the end under brendan is that if they didn't have the ball there was no Sort of running to, to to play off to give to give another Leicester player an opportunity or somebody to pass the ball to, uh, and if that's his philosophy that he wants those you know those players, it, it well to my mind it's basic football, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, it's it's the same as when he's saying he wants to play the ball from the back because um, because my team. My local team, Norwich City, they always played from the back, and they always got, they always got, they always had the opponents always took the ball off, but ball off us really quickly. Mm. Um, I just prefer teams to kick the ball up and see if they can get the ball. If they get the ball, and then try and do possession that way instead of trying passing the ball from the back. I don't think it works. Well, I mean, I, I'm not a as Brad will, will testify, I, I don't like playing out from the back, but maybe that was because of the way we played out from the back before. Because nobody yeah. was making the moves, were they, Brad? You know, no. The defender would be there and you think, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Oh, I've got to <laughs> pass it back to the goalkeeper. Yeah, it, it's how you how you go about using that style, whether it's successful or not. And the one thing Leicester did really wrong last season was they tried to get it to the forwards really quickly, but I, I did, something must have got lost every week in translation because that that led to them having the ball go to Ward or Iverson, depending on which week it, week it was. He'd kick it to out phase and he'd turn around and Vardy would be three inches away from him. And he's like, OK, I'll go at the striker now what? Um, when it's progression movement, I think what Enzo's saying is he was to get the ball, but there's two things you can do as a footballer, right? is the smart, be alert and, and and make the smart choice when you've got the ball. And if you've not got the ball, make sure you're in a position to receive the ball. Get yourself in space, 
and advance. And if you do that, you can make that pitch feel as wide as the Grand Canyon to your position. So if, you, if you've got the ball and, and, and the person on the ball is looking up and he's got two players to the right of him, two players to the left of him and two players in front of him, the team, the opposition, they won't know where to mark. They'll be like, do I get closer to him? But if I get closer to him, I'm, I'm too far away from him. And before they know it, the ball's passed them and, and we've advanced into that final third. And if we get that sort of flow from it, I'm I'm all about playing it out from the back and, and building an attack that way. But please, for the love of God, if I see Vardy on that pitch, I'll take a lifetime ban from King, Pay- King Power to run on the pitch, grab him by the scruff and they can get him in there half. Because if he treats him the way Brendan did, it'll be horrendous to watch. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, we'll come back to your question in a second. We're going to be talking about uh, transfers later. Um, Just Vardy staying. Yes, he wants him to stay. Barnes leaving. The marking is open. Anything can happen. We can bring players in. So like they said earlier, uh, if he goes, he goes. If he stays, he stays. Uh, Adapting. We need to adapt to the championship. Johnny Evans, um, it's just as we said before, we're creating a squad. I think, because we've been linked with another defender that we'll come on to again later when we talk transfers, I think Evans' time at the club is coming to an end. Um, he was asked to only want signings in quickly. Now, I mean, a hell of a lot happened on that one day. We got three, four backroom staff in. We, we got two players in. It's like... Is this really Leicester City? You know, we don't normally, we've never been this quick, but it makes sense. Those, those two players that he signed, who I think are going to be two first team starters, let's be honest with you. I think when you look at who we've got now, I think they're definitely, you know, some of the first names on the team sheet next season. But to have them in now on day one of training. I mean, it means a hell of a lot. You know, look at Valt Faze last, last year. You know, he comes in at the last minute. Uh, we don't, in fact, we started the season, hadn't we? It, it does make sense to get everybody in early, doesn't it, Tony? Yeah, um, it definitely does. Because when you start panic buying um, in the transfer market, say the last three days of the transfer market, and you start bringing players in, the players, it's going to take about a couple of months to gel. Mm. So... So you need the pre you need the preseason games to actually get an, the good ke- good chemistry so they can play well in the in the league games because if you if you get players in when the league when the league games are starting and it's very hard to actually make them new players to build the chemistry. Indeed, indeed. Okay, look, I'm going to award every every week if we do this every week. I'm going to award. Um, the stupid question of the press conference award. Oh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is the stupid, the stupid question of the press conference award week one. Can players come and speak to you? And oh, what a stupid fucking <laughs> question was that? I don't know who asked it. Uh, I really don't, but. I mean, and his answer was absolutely no problem. What did they expect him to fucking say? No, I lock my door. I go in with a copy of the Playboy. I'm having a wank. Nobody's coming in and talking to me. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, Brad, I mean, that was the worst of some of the questions Brendan got asked. That baffles me. 
you know, you know, we said at the start how they need to get a more mic. Maybe it's for questions like that that they're glad they don't have it. What sort of a stupid question? That's like so that's like that's like Vardy having a conference a, a, a press conference after a match and going, Vardy, are you planning on scoring goals this season? And him, what they expect to go, nah, mate, I've scored enough for Leicester. I'm just here for the money, mate. <laughs> Can players talk to me? Well, it'd be really difficult for me to get the philosophies across if they fucking didn't. No, well, Jesus Christ. I mean, that was number one, but this question did come in at a very, very close second. And the question was, owners. Now, what is he again supposed to say to that? Nah, I fucking hate them. <laughs> I hate anybody from the from the Far East. He got their, their ambitions are very high. When I first met them, nobody's happy after last season. That is normal. I like the ambition they had. What do they expect this guy to say? Yeah, they do. These, these, uh, what is it? All these uh, interviewers. Who's asking these asking these questions? Mm. Half of them don't make any sense anyway. Um, it's like, do you know when? Uh, what is it? Uh, when when you had Nigel Pearson, mm. uh, when he said something about you, you know, something about ostrich. You're an ostrich because you're asking silly questions. Yes, yes, I, I, I do. I love, I love, I love a bit of our Nigel. I really do. He was then asked about Palmer. I think we're on the right path, but in the end, you cannot control other people's decisions. Uh, he was only there for 14 games. The guy didn't have any, um, uh, and, and, any uh, much of a chance, did he, really? Uh, pre-season trips, the pre-season has changed in the past 20 years. It is football today. We've got Thailand, Brad. Talk to me about this. And I understand why they've gone to Thailand. Uh, and in fairness, our owners, our managers have never really come out and said... Oh, there's too many games being played. We've got too many games. I mean, what are we going to learn? No disrespect to them, playing Northampton, playing um, Burton Albion. We are going to learn more by playing Tottenham and um, uh, Liverpool. Okay, so it's in Thailand, but our owners are from Thailand, so I can understand that. Yeah, the location doesn't bother me. It makes perfect sense. That's where our owners are from. We've been they've thrown us out there many a time for for it. It's 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 an honour for for them to to go out there and take their business over there if it isn't by that means take Leicester City over there to show the people of Thailand up close. You know that 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 love the company and 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 have become fans of the football club. What, what it's like to see them play live in person. I think it's great. Um, yeah. Let's face it, we've, we've said this a, a billion and one times, and just for, just for the sake of it, I'm going to say it a billion and a second time now for everybody, just in case you haven't understood the semantics of uh, a pre-season. It's for fitness. The reason we play Burton, Northampton and teams like that is because their standard and quality of football. And what I mean by that is... Tottenham and Liverpool, we know what we're going to come up against. We know the players, not just because we played in the division, but their Premier League, their European experience. And then there's Tottenham. Um, I was on about Liverpool for that first part. Um, but you know what I mean? Like the toughness, the readiness, they're going to be a bit more sharp ones, like tournament ones. Up there. Not obviously be 100% ready for match fit, but they're going to match us in terms of temperament. With the greatest respect to the Northampton and Bur- Burton's, it's all about fitness. It's getting them sharp. It's losing that summer bod. 
using that summer fat as a, as they say you know trimming getting their levels up getting the stamina up um and 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 the real test will come at liverpool uh, and and when we play this uh, james madison's trophyless army uh, i mean uh, tottenham Hotspur. um so yeah I, I i understand it all the way through it's 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 natural just to keep testing them because you don't want to play Man U, Tottenham, Liverpool, Arsenal, as you and 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 someone else as your, as your five preseason games, you'll you you'll knack them out. You want to, with the greatest respect, play somebody who hasn't got the football in now, sort of that sort of teams to kind of pass it around. Plus, we lose them, don't we? I think last I think last preseason we drew one all with Notts County or something like that. So um, that was the highlight, you know, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, to me, uh, I mean, less. I mean, every every club has a set of fans that are maybe not 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 fully uh, got all the lights turned on in the house. Should we say that? Um, and yes, we see we are no longer little old Leicester. We cannot be little old Leicester if you want us to be competing in Europe and competing in the top half of the Premier League, trying to get into the Conference Europa, Champions League, whichever. We cannot be little old Leicester. And if we are going to be a, a, a one of those clubs that's going to compete, we have to expand um, the, the, the fan base of Leicester City. We, yes, we are only um, the, the, the only premier, sorry, the only professional club in the county, uh, but it is not exactly the most overpopulated county in the uh, in, in the country. And we have got the cricket, well, that's pretty good at the moment. Sorry, Brad, I didn't mean to mention cricket. Um, and we have got the rugby, so we have got the basketball, we have got the speedway, so there is a lot of competition. So, how do you think clubs like Liverpool and Arsenal and Manchester United, how do you think they they get the, the size they are by a lot of, and we joke about Man United, but we do need to get these fans from abroad. And if that means going abroad, yes, we're not going to increase the fan base by turning up at Burton Albion, but yes, we're going to increase the, the, the fitness, as you say. I love the question again. This is number three, Tony. Um, question about West Brom. And he basically said, I had long hair then. I spent two years there. I was young. It was unbelievable, but it was more than 20 years ago. Again, what is the point of asking that bloody question? Yeah, like, um, like, I'm godsmacked how many stupid questions they're asking. You know, it's not actually a proper interview, is it? Well, you know, you, you wonder whether they should actually check the questions first. <laughs> 100%. But it's <laughs> not, you're not learning. You're not learning. You're not learning nothing from the manager, are you? No, no. I mean, he got her out an easy ride, but it was nice to see him smile, Brad. Uh, but the question that he did ask at the well, good one at the end was, "Would it be a failure not to get top six? Uh, I'm completely relaxed because the most important thing is day by day, build a good squad, then we see what happens. To think about May, it's too far. I mean, let's look at next season, Brad, and if. If we, it's all about stabilising for me. We've got to be careful that we don't drop, and I don't think we're going to drop into the third tier, but we don't want to be in the bottom half. We want to be sort of, you know, put getting a foothold in the championship. If we go back up, it's a bonus. We know that. 
but top six will not be the end of the world if we don't get it, will it? Or will it? Do you think it will? Again, I, I like the way he's answered the question because he's avoided the trap of saying um, we're building for that. That's what we're expecting because, you know, the worst thing you can do to a set of fans of any club, no matter their size, is give them something to expect. Because, yes, us as fans make our own expectations, but if you hear a manager going, yeah, we want top six, I'm not going to accept us not getting top six. And we have to remember he's, he's, he's churning out seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe more players, and he's got to have to... Re- replace them players to, to a certain degree. Obviously, we'll still still retain uh, some of the players from, from last season, so it's not a complete rebuild. But, you know, if you say, if you put your neck out on the line and go, yeah, top six, if anything else is a failure or something to that extent, then what if by October it hasn't quite ticked over yet and we haven't got the ball rolling and we're 12? Yeah. If you yeah. set them expectations yourself, that's on you. But as a, you know, as as a, if you hear the manager say it, all of a sudden it'll be boo, hiss, we're not it. No, let him build the squad. Then he knows what the players and qualities got to see what we're capable of potentially achieving. Mm. For you, Tony, is it a fail if we don't get top six? Um, definitely, because I see Leicester as a big club. Um. They've got, they've got, to, they've got to be in the top six. I've definitely in the top two, hundred um, percent. But I will tell you this now: I'm very, you know, nervous because if you look to the likes of Bolton Wanderers, uh, Portsmouth, uh, wherever them, they used to be in the Premier League. They used to be in the Premier League. I'm worried about could Leicester suddenly do a Portsmouth? That's what that can happen. Oh, it, it definitely can, can't it, Brad? I mean, you know, we've seen a lot. I mean, you know, no disrespecting, I know the Coventry fan is in, uh, but it's taken them a while. And, you know, they've had their problems that, that going down the leagues causes financially uh, 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 and what have you. And we've been there, seen it got the T-shirt. You know, we've gone bust once, nearly very nearly went bust twice. But I don't think we're, we will go down that road to be honest with you because we've got good owners and I don't think they're yeah. gonna sort of walk away um I mean when Milan Mandrich sold Portsmouth he sold it to the biggest cook probably going at that time. Obviously there's a few more of a bid since then. But you know we got some good owners they've just bumped was it 92 million quid back into the club so they're not going to walk away. Um and Dan who was a Burnley fan was saying this time last season he wasn't if he did, said, if we don't come back up, I sooner come not come back up straight away and then look at the prospect of coming straight back down again if it means hanging around another season and coming back stronger. I still say, you know, there is the worry that it could be another 10 years before we go back up. Um, but look, that, that's football, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. And, and the thing is, look, the weight of expectation is going to come from... from um, other means, you know, we're odds on favourites, you look at our financial state, a bit of pulling power in that division, you look at the quality we've still, at this moment in time, Chris, and I know, like you said, things can change, but if you look at Leicester right now, that team is expected to 
maybe not walk the division. That's a bit that's that's unkind. But maybe do a Burnley. Definitely be in control of that top two and 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 be top three at worst sort of things right now. And that that's going to change whether we like it or not. We're probably going to see one, two, maybe even three big name departures in terms of first team players. One that I'm dreading and and I will have to have a day of mourning for if it's my favourite. Uh, Leicester player, and especially if he goes to the red side of the of the, of the train tracks. Um, uh, no, no, let 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 me think. Who could you be talking about? Well, we'll have a break up if he goes to Forest. To tell you that more. <laughs> um, but no, right now the expectation would be Leicester odds on favourites, definitely top two. If not, they're going to be there or thereabouts right up until the end of May. But you look at our signings, Chris, and I know people say, oh, you've only made two signings, you've lost Madison. You've signed Connor Cody, the experience, which is the players he was on about trying to bring in, which is why he mentioned him. And he's brought in Harry Winks, who's probably at that point in the career where he's got everything to prove and wants to make a name for himself as a first-team regular. Mm. You have to remember, Chris, when we struggled in that division, under the likes of Rob Kelly, and and and, and when we turned Scottish for about a season, and that, shut up, shut up, Scott. Ban him, ban him, Chris, ban him. <laughs> you know, under, 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 when we became Scottish for a season and a half, yeah. Momo Silla, Mark De Vries, Elvis Hammond, Barry Hales from, from bloody Holloway days, they were the sort of dross names we were dragging through this club. All right, with the odd success like um, Gareth McCauley, who actually stayed around and did well when he went West Brom. But, you know, the list is on and on of absolute dross players. Connor Cody, you know, Harry Winks, Jamie Vardy, Bubakari Samori, Vout Faye, Suta. It doesn't sound like a squad that's going to struggle in the championship and have us fearing that we could do... I must and over ten years. When I was at the barbecue and and I, and I came up on my phone that we'd signed Cody and uh, Winks, I was with two Man United fans, my brother-in-law and my um, my brother-in-law's son, and uh, they were actually both in shock. They couldn't believe that there were two players that we'd signed. They went, "They're going to Leicester." So I mean, that kind of, in a way, sums it up because they are good signings. But Tony, I want to move on from the press conference now. So we've we've done it for the first half of the show. Yeah. But do you do you think we are at, there is actually more expectation on Leicester than the than there was on Burnley this time last year? Because Burnley weren't expected to do that. Burnley were expected to struggle, maybe finish sixth or seventh. Um, and I think, to be honest with you, I think uh, Dan had predicted his team to finish, you know, Burnley to finish about tenth or something. So. There seems to be a lot more expectation, not just from Leicester fans, but from other championship teams that, well, yeah, you're not going to struggle, you're going to go back up. There seems to be that extra pressure on us. Yeah, um, I do find, though, to, to be really good in the championship, you've got to be very physical. Mm. Um, I found that out because my team, honestly, Norwich City, my team, my local club, um we we used to be very very small players, uh, no no physical no physicality at all, and you lose the ball really easily. 
you've got to be you got to be very skillful and very strong in the championship to actually progress mm. now that that that's true that is true right well that's uh <coughs> excuse me the first half of the show over uh we will be looking now at all the news gossip and well there's plenty of gossip there always is at this time of year isn't there uh just just i've got to i'm going to do it because i don't know how much longer i can do this for just for you that brad just for you but <laughs> whoops uh and tony's gone um we will be back um straight after i've rearranged the screen there we go We'll be back straight after this to look at uh, the Premier League. That's so last season. It's all about the championship here on LTID TV. Now, now that's what I call football. You hit the right spot. <laughs> okay, let's have a look, shall we? And we will go on to. Um, Players that have been linked with us in the trans. You see what I did there, Link? Yeah, you like that? Uh, I, I don't waste my days, you know. Really oh, I'm sure you don't, mate. I never accuse you of it. Uh-huh. Goalkeeper, Princess. Um, and as I am going to be a, a music DJ, hopefully in a couple of days, if we get the gremlin sorted out. For those of you that remember Princess, say you're my number one. Who the hell is going to be our number one? Because apparently we've got to have... Three of our own. I put two of them there. Two more that we've been linked with. Um, we've been linked, obviously, with this guy that the, the, the gentleman from Coventry wasn't very keen on, Stack Stefan uh, from Manchester City. But then we've also been linked with James Trafford, um, who's just been playing for the England under-18s, I think it is, or under-21s, uh, the goalkeeper, who's very good as well. I'm, I mean, what what would you what would you do if you were in Enzo's shoes? I mean, first of all, you look at the badge and you say it's pretty obvious that we were going to get linked from Man City players. The turmoil we had at the back led to the turmoil of the goalkeeping situation. So it's again, I hate to say it, and I'm not saying it's not plausible because you work with them, you do have players that follow the the, the manager sort of way or. You know, he, he would have worked with Enzo when he was um, Man City's under-23s manager. So, they've worked with him at some level, at some degree. They've been around him in the first team of Stefan's been there as well. Not not too much James Trafford, I can assume. But, again, they've worked with him. There's always an idea. It's an area of weakness. But, with the greatest respect, I, I'm not really that asked about a goalkeeper coming in. I think we're going to sell... Either Ward or Iverson. Yeah. Um, potentially Ward, if Enzo doesn't... If Enzo sees him the way he does Brendan and goes, I need Iverson in because you're useless, mate. That was pretty much what Brendan said to him after about 16 games too long of waiting for him to improve. Mm. I think we would have a number one. It's got to be between Ward and and and, and, and Iverson for that... Um, for that segment, um, I don't understand why we're being linked with a keeper. A- anyone will probably agree with me here. We've got areas that we need to improve on, and we've got areas that we're going to need to potentially strengthen upon. On you've already mentioned it, Harvey Barnes. Well, if he goes, as much as I love good old Kevin, 
who was good to see on the training ground video today, Chris, uh, if you've seen it, smiling. Um, yeah. That leaves us with only one wide player. So, folk, I'd rather see us linked with outfield players than a goalkeeper because obviously we, we also have that, what is it, 21-year-old who's now the under-23 goalkeeper. So, yeah. we've not like we're short on them. No, no, exactly. Uh, and I guess, look, any any player that that's Man City based is going to be linked with us, uh, because you know that's that's where he was. You know, well, can we get linked with Kevin De Bruyne then instead? <laughs> if that's the case, <laughs> don't think he was in the in the twenty threes, was he? Uh, <laughs> we we don't we don't know we don't know Leon. Um, I haven't seen anything mentioned. Apparently, it was in a. I think Brad said it was in a Nigerian paper. Because obviously he's Nigerian, so I, I've no, I've no idea. Um, but look, I mean, again, I, I think we're going to be. I, I can see, and I hope, I hope we don't turn into a Nottingham Forest and end up bringing about thirty players in. We're going to need a bigger squad because we're playing forty-six games. We're playing more games just in the Caribou because we're in from round one. Um, so. We are going to need a bigger squad, obviously, and so there are going to be more signings. I don't think the goalkeeper is necessarily the one of the areas we need to be looking at. And again, I think you've mentioned it as well, Brad. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, we've got Smithies, which, as a joke, for the cup games, he's got the experience in this division. So if we've got to sell one, whether it's Ward or whether it's Everson, I've got my preference as to which one I think should go. But it's whoever we can get the most money for, isn't it? Um, not necessarily. I mean, from a fan's point of view, it seems like that, but it's going to be sell which one Enzo doesn't want to be the number one because you'd imagine if you said, and less fans won't like it, most, well, most of them might not, but if Enzo goes, Ward, I prefer you as my number one, Iverson, are you happy to be the number two? And he goes, no, I want to be number one, then it's going to be Iverson that we sell. If it's yeah. Iverson, I'm impressed by you. You've got the edge over Ward. You're my number one. Ward, are you happy to be number two? No, I want I want to be playing first-team football. Then, like I said, Smithies would become the cup keeper uh, for maybe coming on for a, against Burton in the first round. 
You know, the under-23s keeper might be chucked on and then Smithies comes on for the penalties, becomes a new Peggy off Axel, if you will, of, yeah. of the goalkeeping world. We don't need a goalkeeper. Like I said, Chris, far more areas of, not concern, but areas that we know we're going to have to not go mad on in the market. Like you said, don't not come knocking the forest, but it might be a case of, well, we've already done it with 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 uh, Harry for Yori, haven't we? So it's okay. We need another one if Barnes goes. We need another one if so X, Y, and Z goes. So mm. take it as it is. Take it to, as tomorrow, as Enzo said. Tomorrow is where yeah. we look for. Yeah. Um, Glenn says Alison performed well at championship level for Preston. Look, I, I think either of those two that you can see there that are less the Leicester keepers would do a job for us next season. I don't, like you said, Brad, it just isn't at the top of my my shopping list, if I'm honest with you. Uh, yeah, he's not. This guy has been linked, and Glenn is in, so it's very interesting to get what Glenn's thoughts are on this guy. Uh, Callum Doyle uh, spent last season with you, Glenn, in the Sky Blues, but apart from that, we won't hold that against him. Um, Doyle sponsored by Boyles there. Yeah, all right, I'll move on. Uh, Man City, <laughs> Man City again. Uh, so therefore, the the obvious link, championship experience. I think he was there all season. Glenn will uh, will tell me uh, if I am wrong. Um, thoughts on that one? Again, and I, I'm not afraid to to say. At this point, I make it all the time. It's lazy journalism because he plays for Man City. He's probably played with Enzo at that at, at, at under twenty three level. Um, he's just had a first season. I, I'm, I'm assuming it was a full season like you, Chris, because I don't really know much about him or anything at all. If I'm being perfectly honest, at least it's an area of of, of where we're going to need depth because. Um, um, because of the fact that, um, well, I think Enzo's pretty much already told Evans where he can go if he's going to umanar anymore. He can umanar in the unemployment list, unfortunately for, for for fans of Evans, because we need to get players in and, and be strengthening, sorting spots out. And uh, that 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 uh, wink at the end, I said, it, it seems like that's a commentary fan saying, please don't sign him because we'd like to bring him back to Coventry so if it's the one up Coventry sure bring him in but I don't know enough about him and and again the one thing that kind of makes me just kind of not really care with the greatest respect is it's Man City you know we're not talking we're not talking a well-established player in a position that they're wanting to get rid of it's not like we're after Nathan Ake I know he's done really well last season but you know what I mean if you were sinking anyone from there who has a bit of championship experience. It might have been Nathan Ake until he had the season he had last yeah. season under Guardiola. It's just a kid man who played with him for a couple of years at the Well, he said, Glenn, in all seriousness, great if you play LCBs, a uh, great passer, good defender, England under 20 international, thought he'd go to Premier League or abroad on loan. I mean, it's reported in The Athletic, so I've got to say... A more one of the more reliable sources, and you know, look, our, our despite everybody moaning, oh, you put in all these players, links to this and links with that. I, I run a Leicester City site that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I mean, 
if I don't put these links up, what the fuck do we talk about? Do you know what I mean? Um, so that's why they're put up. And I will put them up whether they're from the sun. I don't give a shit. Then we said, eh, it's the sun, blah, blah, blah. People that own the sun own Sky Sports. And if it was Sky Sports, you'd be, be believing it. But in fairness, this has come from Rob Tanner at The Athletic. So it does tend to carry a little bit more weight for me. That and um, Fabrizio are the ones that sort of carry. And, and John Percy at The Telegraph, in fairness. So it's coming from The Athletic. Um the report also claims that Leicester are interested in being door to the King Power Stadium on a permanent deal with a versatile defender valued between 7 and 10 million. Uh, the Foxes have so far signed centre back. Well, we know they've signed. Again, 7 to 10 million at that money. I mean, he's only young, isn't he? You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, don't get me wrong. If it, if it is one of them 3 million Man City players. Yeah, if it's one of them three million, if it's one of them three million Man City players that we're in link with, does come to Leicester. He's young, he's he's hungry, keen to impress. You don't drop down to the Championship to not put in the effort uh, from Man City sort of thing. Enzo will obviously know him, so he'll know if he's got the right work ethic for what he wants. And again, Chris, if he comes in on say like a three, four, maybe even a five-year deal because of his age, we can get him in on a longer contract. Then, 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 then we have Cody and Winks. Then you know you've got a committed player who's going to be there for the long haul, whether that's slowly building promotion back to the Premier League or it's an instant return and he gets to really test himself against um, against the Premier League next season. That will tell. But if he does come in, it's a great asset and it's it's an area of uh, an area where we just need to add a bit more bit more bodies to that area. It's not a necessity with FaZe and Sutar, but if, depending on whether we play a two or three at the back, we're just going to need to add a few more bodies to this. So I wouldn't be against him coming in. No. Um, I'd be more impressed if we brought youngsters from Man City rather than loan them. Thing is, if you, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword because if you, if you buy someone who's 19 and he turns out not to be the player that you thought he was going to be, then you're buggered. But if you loan them, with an option to buy, to me, that's that's the perfect scenario. Uh, and I say, look at how many players, you know, we, we apart from Lord, Lloyd Dyer, um, there wasn't many players that we brought with us up from League One. Uh, PSG of the Championship said he, he. Uh, Ronald McDonald said, oh, I could just do with the McDonald's. You do? Oh. Uh, that retro concert from last season, Austin reminds me of the late 70s. Wasn't that brown, though? I think that was that was that one, but I think the away strip was in brown. I I, think... I, I couldn't tell you. I wasn't I wasn't even a. Mm. Well, my, my 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 dad was only a couple of years old, uh, let alone me in the seventies. So I couldn't tell you the commentary shirt. I do remember they had a strip like that, and the away one was, I'm pretty sure, brown. And it even now is one of the worst. Is voted one of the worst strips of all time. Look, to be honest with you, we we have got three centre backs at the moment. Because, um, like you say, I, as much, and I love Evans, I love Evans, but I think his time has come. I think he needs to go. He's not the player we need because he, he isn't going to last three or four games, and he'll be injured in this league. And there's a lot of games to get through, so we do need more defenders. Um, and look, 
you know, we've got our own defence, our own youth players to come through. Of course, we've got those as well, but we have got to build that squad up. Um, okay, done deals. Let's have a look because we've done some done deals this week. They've been done, Brad. They have. Deals have been done. Have yeah. they been done? Are, they, it, are you sure these deals have been done or the deals been done and the done have been dealed? No, they're done, they're done deals. They're done deals. Ah, they're done deals. Okay. Done deals. Um, this one surprised me. We touched on it and you were overly impressed, but uh, Nathan Apoku. Um, we signed it. I can't see... I mean, I'm not... I, I'm not sure about this because, yeah, all right, he only made seven starts. He scored three and assisted two or something in those games. But they've given him another year over in Belgium, which I suppose is like our championship. Um, but is there another season-long loan? I suppose it's doing us no harm, is it? It's doing us no harm, but I'm going to say this right now. It's a Bartosz Kaputska. He won't be a Leicester player after the season unless Enzo sees something in him worth bringing him in. It, 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 he'll be sold next season. I've got, I've got this feeling that he, he's one of. I don't think there was any logic to buying him in the first place. I think it was a drastic panic buy. Can we get someone desperately in the club? So we've made more than one signing, which was phased. Um. I'm sorry, he might prove me wrong, but the fact that he's gone straight out and we haven't even thought about putting him in the development squad to the loan, I would not be surprised if he walks out the door of free agent. Will he get more experience playing for Leyven, though, than he would for the development squad? Well, what would you rather have, Chris? Would you rather have your assistant manager or, on the odd occasion, you yourself being able to attend all the 23 games and seeing him in person... Or someone sending you over a USB stick, or sending you a, 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 a viral message, if you will, sending you a YouTube or a, a message on Facebook saying, "Here's your loanee you've got at the Belgian club," and him going, "Great, okay, I've got to watch this on my phone or laptop." I'm sure we'll have scouts over there. I mean, yeah, I'm sure we. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, but uh, what's what's easy to see it with your own eyes? We see it with your own. See what I did there, or or hear it. You know, I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to trust his scout saying, oh, we need we need to develop, we need to get him working on this. Mm. I just feel like that's... Because who was the other... Who was, was it... What, what was the defender's name? Benkovic, that was it. That, that um, get ready, Chris. <laughs> Bellend. Yeah, Bellend brought over. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make you work for these bottom presses, mate. <laughs> you bloody are. Look, give me, give me a sign that you're going to do I do, it. I say... I say Bellend. I say, get ready, Chris. That's my yeah, way of saying it. And it's on a different, you know how StreamYard works. I've got it nip over to another page. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. But no, I mean, he went off to, um, that, I can't pronounce, I'm not going to say, he went off to the Belgian other club and look Late. what happened to him. Yeah, you, you yeah. say it, Chris. I'll, I'll just say the Belgian club. You know, <laughs> Not much I can get right when it comes to foreign. I know. Foreign um, I mean, he might prove me wrong, like I said, but yeah. the fact that he hasn't even, the club haven't even considered, or Enzo hasn't even had a chance to look at him, has he really? He didn't wear any training. So, let's be honest with you, he came in under the last management structure. Exactly, as well. And, and normally. No favours, is it? 
Yeah, and that's the thing. Normally, nine times out of ten, Chris, when it's a different manager, when it's not the manager that brought you in comes in and you're not at the club at a starting point, you normally find it's a case of, no, get out, sort of thing, in the nicest way. I, I think he'll be gone next season. I, you know, I'm kind of glad that he's not with Leicester because it kind of tells me where he'll be next season. It won't be at Leicester. Um, Scott says, is there no market for us as a club for the players in the French League? Look, we've been there. We know the French League well. Uh, you know, Kante, Mares. Uh Yeah, we will. Uh, Canocart, let's be honest. Um, so, yeah, we, we, will, we will be looking at that as well. But we've got an Italian manager. Um, and, you know, it, it's... That's what I think, you know, why we're looking at Man City. To, Tony, he, he's, he's apologising, but you don't need to, mate. You don't mean, need to at all. Uh, he said he left because he had a... Did well, mate. It's all right. You were doing absolutely fine, mate. Absolutely fine. So don't worry about it at all. Uh, Terry is about to be booted out because he says we've still got... Yeah, no, let's, let's move on, shall we? Through him just second time out. Yeah. Uh, Poker seems to be another Kramerich. Well, Kramerich was half decent, actually, in fairness to him, wasn't he? Yeah. No. Yeah. But look, look we've, we've spoken about them a hell of a lot. So let's have a look at them. First of all... Um, Mr. Connor Cody. I once as soon as this guy got linked, I'm like, sign him. So I cannot believe, and it just you know what we were saying before about loyalty from players. Yeah. Um because and and well, why would they go to Saudi Arabia? It's because they have got short, you know, spans as footballers. You know, 18 months ago, this guy was in an England squad. He was playing for Wolves. He'd been in Europe with Wolves. Um, he'd captained them to a out of the out of the second tier that, that we are now in. Um, and then suddenly again, like we've just said with a Poku, a new manager comes in, and it's like you know, fancy you. And that's fair because a new manager comes in, he's stuck with players that he didn't want that are left at the club, but may not play in in the style of football or in the formation that he wants to. So I get it totally, but my God, did this excite me? Yeah, it did, and it and, and there was a lot of people all around social media clamouring to comment on posts. I saw a lot of people, yourself included, Chris, when you were tweeting about it, and others were in a post on Facebook going, "If Leicester get him, if Leicester get him, it'll be a great signing." Fact, wow, surely not. Surely they can't get him. We'd want him here. I saw a couple of fans. I, I, I hazarded a guess they were like um, Fulham fans, that sort of mid-range Premier League finishing side from last season, saying, oh, we'd take him in a heartbeat here. He'd be brilliant. The experience, madness that Everton are selling him. And like you said, Chris, it was one of them that when we probably first heard it, we went, nah, yeah, okay. That rumour will last about three days and then they'll go and sign for Fulham or Brentford or something like that for, yeah. for eight, 12 million pounds. And again, we talked about a lot of, Things that we have. I think our uniqueness in the fact that we're very financially stable in the division we're in. I think the training ground, like, um, was it Jeff that said, or Terry said earlier, one of them too? I, I always, I don't know how I confused the pair of you. Sorry, guys, but you know which one I meant. Um, it was I think Terry, still... Jeff in. Yeah, yeah, I, I should know that because Jeff doesn't operate under his own name, does it? It's his. No, no, it's so, um, 
but yeah, there was a lot of pulling power. And again, look where he's coming from. It's not a long trip. He can stay in Wolverhampton where his family's settled. There's a lot of factors behind the transfer move. And if you've ever seen videos of old managers talking about why didn't you try and get a certain player in, what happened to that deal? It was, well, he's 300 miles away. He's 100 miles away where he is now. He had two kids at that point in his career. And a club 20 miles down the road came in for him. And he was willing to take that over us. We offered, you know, and, and a lot. And I, and, and and it's promising, Chris, because, like you said, he went out on loan from Wolves for whatever reason. That manager didn't like him. Uh, maybe that's obviously... You what? On loan to Everton. Yeah, that's what I mean. He went on loan from Wolves to Everton. Yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant, yeah. You know, that, that, that manager at Wolves clearly doesn't like him or rate him for whatever reason. But... It would have been remiss to someone not come in and paid the same what we did for him. You know, he's got, like you said, all the experience he's got. And you're thinking, it shows his eagerness and commitment to the to the clause that he was sold by Leicester. Because you have to sell a player a dream, don't you? You always have to, no matter what league you're in, for the reasons I should come join you. And the fact that before we could even start joking that it's never going to happen, he was signed. He was a Leicester player. I mean, okay, it happened after the Madison deal. I think we wanted to get that out of the way, give that its space before we announced Winks and Cody. But you'd imagine with how quickly afterwards it was announced that these were two players that were like, we're not going anywhere else. We want to join Leicester. So, great deal. Unbelievable value. <sighs> what a player to get through the door. I think as well, you know, he, he's come from a club where he wasn't wanted at Wolves. And look, I'm not, like I've said, I'm not blaming Wolves because at the end of the day, he, he just does not, as it appears, fits into the... And he hasn't been messed about by the manager. You know, the manager's come out and said, look, you're not fitting into my plan. I, it might be better for you to go elsewhere. So that, and I think that's fair play by the, the Wolves manager. Oh, I can't pronounce his name and I'm not going to attempt to. I can't even remember who it is. Uh, and he's gone to Everton and then they've changed the manager and the new manager that's come in says, well, actually, I want to play with my two centre-backs, the two players that I had at Burnley and got me relegated at Burnley, but I want to play them over you. And so, to be honest with you, <laughs> where is he going to go? But not only did we have him, but on the same day, and this is so unleicester like we signed uh, Mr. Mr. Winks, uh, as I want to call him, um, Wills for some reason, Harry Wills, but Harry Winks. Now, he's 27, Cody's 30. Uh, he, we, spoke, we, had a, we had a Spurs fan on, didn't we, the other day? And he, was speak, he didn't speak badly of him. And let's be honest with you, he was, he was at Sampdoria, who I came. They, they, I don't know they actually got relegated, but I know they were fighting relegation in Serie A. Um, but Potocino speaks very, very highly of him. And let's be honest with you, the managers that Spurs have had in since Potocino, he was probably the last decent manager that they actually had. Uh, saying he he thought a lot of him. 30 and 27. My one worry is that our, and it will depend on who else we now buy, but you mentioned it before. We were at one point when we were in this division before, we were the Derby and Jones club of the Football League, you know. Les Ferdinand came to us. Uh, Dennis Wise came to us. <laughs> you know, Martin Keown came to us. Um, uh, all these players that... Yeah. 
Uh, well, Martin, uh, Martin Keown came to us kicking and screaming, let's face it. Well, yeah, but, you, but you, you, you'd know yeah. what you get. You get the point I'm making, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I get, no, I get what you're saying, and I do get it. But then, is 30 that old for a centre-back these days? I mean, it's experience. I know that's probably a new term for so saying old. Um, but 27 midfielder, look, it hasn't gone as well as he would have hoped. For his time at Spurs, I know he had a, a couple of seasons where he was in and out of the team, but so were managers that probably didn't help him stay in the team because, like you said, one really liked him, one probably thought, what the hell are you doing here? And another one gave him a chance, probably Mourinho gave him a chance. And it, it's been very difficult for anybody to settle into that um, Tottenham team. Um he he's probably the one out of the two signings that if it was a Premier League, I wouldn't have been all inspired by. But I think he clearly has ambition to want to play. He still wants to stay in England. He wants to prove that he's good enough to be a first teamer, and he wants to. He's taken on that responsibility because he's got he's passed. He's had the torch. I would say passed for him, but he you know that Yuri had hop, skip, and a jumped to Villa Park by the time the full time whistle was blown after the West Ham game. So he had to pick the the number eight torch up. It wasn't passed to him, was it? Um, so he's taken on a role that will come with some expectation, with the weight of expectation behind the the player who who wore it before him. Um, I think they're probably at that perfect age, especially when you say they're here for three years, Chris. I know obviously they might Harry Winks might, if all goes well, extend that contract, want to be here for five years, but Connor Cody will be probably at that age. Just a year or yeah, a bit, well, that'd make him a year younger than what Evans is now, wouldn't it? A year or two at least. So he'd be at that point where if we're in the Premiership and he's 33, then you're going, we have a leader in a dressing room, but we need to replace him on the pitch. We can't be having the Evans discussion, but with him. And then Gary Wings would still have, he'd only be 30. Yeah. You know, so he'd still, depending on how well it goes, and that's how it'll deter Chris. He could be a player that we have for another three years. And, and again, we're doing the same thing as we've done with other players. Just so it's not the worst ages to bring them into. No, no, fair point. And I'm just going to uh, interrupt you with a bit of this. And it is serious breaking news. This Burnley are in advanced talks with Manchester City over £19 million deal for goalkeeper Trafford. Well, earlier are in advanced talks with Manchester City over a deal for goalkeeper James Trafford, who is currently on under-21 duty for England. It is understood that the deal uh, could be worth up to £19 million with an initial payment of £15 million plus £4 million on add-ons. The deal also includes a 20% profit sell-on clause, a buyback clause, and a matching offer clause. Uh, the 20-year-old spent last season on loan at League One side Bolton. Uh, so, uh, Trafford has featured in goal for England all four of their under, Euro under-21 matches and has yet to concede a goal. Um, I guess you've got to be looking at that. I'm not sure who the Burnley goalkeeper is, to be honest with you, but you've got to be looking at that and going, well, that's probably us out of it. Or is it? Oh, I'm I'm not too fussed either way. Like I said, we've already got a stable supply of goalkeepers, even if we were to lose one. Um, but, you know, for for the other one not wanting to 
take the bench seat again. I'm not overly fussed. It's probably more beneficial, if I'm being honest, for Burnley than it is us because we're not in a situation, I don't feel anyway, where we're clambering around for a new number one. Um, if they get him, again, like you said, I I, I, go, I keep going to think Nick Pope, but he's at Newcastle now. It's not their number one. I don't know who it is. Dan, Dan the Burnley man, would be the expert to see if, if he's if he's intrigued by it or if he thinks it, that they're, they're the same. But if he goes Burnley, he goes Burnley. It's no great loss to me right now with our goalkeeping situations. No. If we chuck Iverson and Ward out the door, then maybe, yeah, maybe it's one we shouldn't miss out on. But right now, we've got two number ones for the division we're in. So, yeah. Yeah. if he goes, it's no great loss. And for 19 million, probably have him for 19 million. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Silver Fox is in. Good evening. How are you? Uh, Cody for captain. Uh, seems the obvious choice, doesn't it? It does seem that. I, I, I'm i very much for a centre-back being the captain. I know I've made my voice and opinion when it was asked when we had Casper as captain. Uh, but that's more his field of vision that you can see. But you kind of get that from being a centre-back, don't you? You're... You're the second service back, if you will, to see what's in front of you. We've had some very, very good captains that have played that centre-back role. Matt Elliott and Steve Walsh, just to name two very good examples. Where's Morgan, um, Morgan as well? Yeah, I mean, some say when we've had centre-backs as captains, we've lifted silverware. Others say that's just a coincidence. Uh, I'll, I'll just put it out there. Maybe that's the trick. Very, very valid point. Uh, and a very good point, expertly made, if I may say so, sir. Sometimes um, I like to surprise you all. <laughs> it is a surprise, I'm not going to lie. But look, <laughs> I don't want to stay on this one too long because we have wrung it out dry, really. But just quickly, James Madison. Uh, Madison, and I'm going to quote Chris Sutton here. He's traded immortality for uh, mediocrity. Wait, Chris, Chris Sutton. Let me let me get this straight, Chris. Let me see if I've just heard what you've quoted Chris Sutton saying here. Chris Sutton, the man who said that Leicester were worse than Celtic's B side, has now said that he's che- that that James Madison has left. No, no, ex- no, 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 no. He said that about Brendan. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. You had me confused then. No, to quote Chris Sutton, uh, has Madison traded immortality for mediocrity in going to Spurs? Well, yeah, realistically, right now. Um, Oh, yeah, the name rings a bell once I've seen it typed on some of Dan's watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Still don't know who he is per se, but I know the name now. I don't don't know who Percy is either. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, look, I understand the move. I, I, yeah, so you, uh, I understand the move. I think we always knew it was inevitable. Um, I would have preferred him to have been good enough to a keep us up. Would have been nice. It bothered a bit more this season for us because sometimes it did feel like he wasn't it there. Take a decent penalty, it would have helped. Oh, yeah, it might have kept us in the league. Oh, wait, it would have kept us in the league. But we don't talk about that, Chris. I'm not bitter. I'm not sour. It's not like... I mean, it's not like James Manderson is the same nationality as the Everton goalkeeper and he knows that he, he keeps a label on his water bottle. Let it go. Let it go. 
No, I fucking won't. <laughs> um, yes, first time I've been able to use that one. Boom, get in there. <laughs> you knew you knew if anyone was going to set you up for it, mate, it was going to be me. Oh, I did. Um, yes, I did. The, the only disappointing thing I have about this deal is after, after, after all the years of Madison being at Leicester and after everything's achieved, I can't believe the saddening news when I realised he'd signed for Tottenham is means he's retired from ever winning anything with silverware. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... To be honest, let's, let's be honest with you. He's gone from Leicester. I don't really give a shit where he's gone, but he, because he was going. Um, yeah. I like him. I've, I know, I've, I've paid a lot of money for a signed shirt of him there. Uh, not the full amount because it's slightly off skew, so I got 100 quid off. But, um, but you know, I like him as a player. I think he'll probably could be a future England captain. I think he'll probably get picked more now he's at Spurs. Um, Funny that. Yeah, he will be. We'll see. But look, yeah, I wish him all the best. Uh, he didn't, for me, he turned up more than Tielemans did in that last season. Oh, certainly, yeah. He's gone. And he went quick, and we got some money. There was, there was no sort of dragging his feet. Um, he he actually said quite quickly that it was Spurs that he wanted to go to. Um, maybe, you know, he fancied London. Uh, maybe he didn't like red. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe Mrs. Madison wanted London lifestyle, or some of us trying to say out there, you allegedly people saying that. I've yeah. seen some people. Well, no, but, it, you know, so... And for forty million, look, you know, he's got a year left, um, so that was always going to knock it down. But it's forty million; it's more than we paid for him, so we've not lost on him. Um, you know, it's helped us get you know a trophy or two, um, and he, he's got us into Europe, and we got some money for him, which was more than we got for Tielemans. So, and he's gone early; yeah. it needed to be done. It hasn't dragged out. So, I wish him all the best. Um, all joking aside, I th I find it absolutely, totally hilarious that he's gone to Tottenham after all those Arsenal pictures that I showed at the start. But um, I think, I think it keep, Arsenal fans don't waste their afternoons either, do they? No, uh, they really but, don't. If you like a quiz, what are you doing, guys? Get yourself over to Leicester Till I Die TV, the quiz channel. Um, it used to be Top 10 Battles, which was Brad's channel. Uh, this is now our sister channel, so LTID TV quiz channel. As you can see, occurring across, well, and across there. If you, if you want to carry on with your finger, that sounds so wrong. I'll finish. You carry on with your own finger. That's something that you say to her. Yeah, that's up to you, mate. That's going to be clipped. That's going to yeah. be clipped. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> you can have your finger back now. Um, <laughs> don't, 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 stop don't, it. Don't. You're making it worse. <laughs> I am. I am. What, look, what we need, we need, we need a distraction, don't we? You know what? I'm Premier League. I am elite. I am proper elite. No. I am Gorinda. I am Gorinda. Hear me roar. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but get over you you quiz i think you're going to start is it this week or next week it's uh, hopefully this week it's going to be a contestant that you've seen on there before if you've seen me when i did a quiz on there anyway it's anthony don't worry guys there is a time o'clock for him so he won't be having four hours to answer one question 
It's a million point drop. We're starting with it's a new quiz show. If you if you can't tell where we've stolen the idea from, just change the word point to pound and you might figure it out. Yeah. It's the same sort of concept as that. So it'd be easy to follow along with. Get over there, get subscribed. I will be following me on Twitter as well because that's where you'll see all the updates, the uploads and when I'm going live and I'll be advertising it on there as well as obviously Chris will be doing that on the Facebook thing. I'm sure he'll be getting it out to get it. Do, what do white gets in everything otherwise oh no i never do chris I, I won't tag you in everything i'll 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 post it up on my twitter follow me on twitter to get it oh do tag you in it i thought you said don't because you don't like it yeah i'll be no, taking chris into it anyway so if you're following us you'll get notifications and yes gonna find a date with anthony so i, I don't want to say a date and and and, and be held to it because anthony and me haven't discussed that yet but it should be this week but follow me on Twitter, you'll find out. I'm looking forward to it, Chris. I've got everything prepped. I'm just waiting to organise a day. Great. So if you like your quizzes, that is the place to go. We have got so many different quizzes. We've got possibly got um, Quiz Stars The Rivals coming in. That's one that we've been talking about. We've got yeah. um, Room 101. The quizzes that we used to have on this channel are all going to be going over to Brad's because Brad likes a quiz. Um, well, he likes hosting them. He's not particularly so good at nah. <laughs> eight. Um, but yeah, do check that out. But there is one quiz that is still staying on this channel. And oh, get sorry, what? before anybody says anything, yes, I do know Craig doesn't fit into the box there, but that's the whole idea. It's supposed to look very artistic and very, very modern. Uh, that's what I've got. That's the look I've gone for. Whether I've achieved yeah. it, I don't know. But look, this Thursday, eight o'clock, Craig is going on to the Big Fat Leicester quiz. Uh, Brad and Dave have already been on it. How will Craig do? Find out this Thursday at eight o'clock. But do make sure to, if you're going on to the website, leicestertillidie.com, there's a little thing at the top on the banner that you can click that will take you through to. Um, brad's youtube site as well so do uh you know the uh the quiz channel so do do check that out uh but that's thursday at eight i've got the questions i did say to craig what season do you want your personal one to be and he went 15 16 and i went yeah right okay <laughs> what, what other one do you want that's one of the questions that's one of the uh, topics anyway but uh, look Going back then, let's get back on, on, on topic because we'll, we'll rush through these last few now because I'm sure you've got best things to do. Um, but very, very quickly, no. it's back. King Power. Um, no. Shirts are on sale now in the um, uh, in, in, online and in store. I don't know whether I particularly like it or not, but I've got to be honest with you. I think, it's as I always say when it starts, I'll, I'll probably end up buying it. I think there's a bit of a pattern in it, isn't there? If, if, if you it is. It is. It. So imprinted on it. It's like, um, I think we had a kit similar to it maybe in the 80s or 70s. It's it's um, It's yes. got yes. lines down it and the fox's badge is printing it's it like the um the what i call the steve linings one the yes that's it and white. yes yeah and it's got a fox's head in it do you remember the um well the nine the mid 90s walkers kit didn't it you used to have the letter badge printed in it as well so it's it's a kit we've seen before i i'm 
look, this is not a bash against their company, but I hated the FBS sponsor. No. I thought it looked horrible. 100% with you. I've honestly, I've, I've washed them. I've scraped, I've tried everything to get the FPS off and it won't bloody come off. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I know and I know some people like it and each their own with tasting kits. And like you said, Chris, there's probably some people out there that like yourself right now aren't you know a bit mumming and ahhing about it. But it does look nice to have that King Power back on it, Chris. And I'm not but I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you, you, me and Jess, who so I speak to on a regular basis, have already said it's a very sexy kick. I will be, it's on my birthday list. Whether I get one or not, being a 33 year old man at July the 16th and asking for a kick for his birthday, I don't know. But if I do, it's getting brought. I'm having it. <laughs> well, I'm hoping I'm not going to buy it because I can't, they'll go be totally because now I am old and retired. I cannot, I don't think, afford that. And and I want. I want to get. Have you seen the? Um, oh, what do you call it? The uh, the Hawaiian shirt. I've seen. Is that the? Is that like? Um, it's green, isn't it? And and um, another color. What? It's blue. Oh, it's a blue one, is it? Oh no, I thought I'd seen a design for. I think I've seen a, a leak of a other kit as well. But yeah, I've seen the Hawaiian one. Now I was getting confused. Yeah, the Hawaiian one. Very, very nice. Very Milton Jonesy. So I'm, I'm like that is about it? that. Uh, but the sun's gone in now, <laughs> so we might have missed some of that. Uh, but the, I believe, if again, we're only going off what we see on online and what have you, but the B or the B strip, the second strip is like that. The old, um, well, you, see, you can't see it because it's the, it's the black one behind, yeah, the, the black, black, and it's black with the blue diagonal stripe across, but then with the three stripes going down the arm, yeah. So, I mean, they all look, they all look good. Yes. They yeah. all do look good. Was that you on about the one with the Alliance Leicester with like the sky yeah. blue thing? Yeah, yeah that was. It's about the white. Like, blue, blue, blue. You can't really see it. There you go. Look. That's it. Yeah. 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 But black. Yeah, yeah. I remember it. Yeah. yeah. The original Leicester Foss one. That was what it was, you know. Oh, uh, very nice. Yeah. The more you know, Chris. Yeah. But it looked, I do. I mean, FBS, thank you for supporting us. We appreciate it. Oh, that. yeah with the club but it was an awful bloody logo not yeah like, it's like parry match parry match is an even worse logo well, at least they weren't the main shirt sponsor no. were they they were the arm spot the sleeve sponsor you don't have to pay for them as a fan do you, you don't have to worry about them as a fan you don't you don't well look, i wanted to mention mr cags um i wish mr cag and his very large appendage all the best uh, in Atletico Madrid. Uh, as I said, you know what I mean. Uh, not good enough for the bell end, but good enough for the Champions League football at uh, perennial UCL quarter finalists. Yeah, it's a sad, sad one that, that he's gone. It was a lovely message he put out all over on the Insta um, oh, on Instagram. Out because I've not. Um, I'm not actually, I've got it up ready, but I've not actually even read it yet. Um, where are we? Where's it saying? Yeah, his Instagram message was brilliant to what he put out. It was an honour to wear the, here we go. It was an honour to wear our blue kit and fight for you. We experienced it all together in the amazing times of the more difficult period. But even during those bad times, I felt home. And that's completely thanks to you. Your chance, your support, your trust made me the player I am today. 
However, the time has come for a new adventure. You will always have a special place in my heart. Our bond will last forever. Thank you. I mean, when you've got one of the best ever Premier League defenders in John Terry coming in and saying, what the bloody hell is he doing training with the under-23s or whatever he was doing? Yeah, and the guy, he comes back under Dean Smith, first three games, man of the match. Yeah. And yet, you know, I'm going I'm going to do it. I prom I said I wasn't going to, but I I'm gonna do it. Not good enough Belland. for him, but good enough, like I said, for perennial UCL quarterfinalists. This yeah. is why, this is why Rogers has ruined our club more than we, we we actually probably really appreciate. Well, I don't think we appreciate how much he ruins our club. I get what you mean. I get how you what you mean by that. Um but yeah. You know, we said, uh, you know, we said about when Conor Cody signed that some fans were like, I can't believe it. I can't believe we're selling him. Wolves fans were saying that. I can't believe he's going. My, my dad was shocked that, you know, he want, he was disappointed because he, he rated him. Um, he's a Wolves fan, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he was very disappointed. And he was just as shocked. He goes, you won't get him. Surely you're not going to get him. Um, and then when he did, he went, well done, son. That's a brilliant signing for you lot. That that'll help you come straight back up, and you know. Anyway, thing is, I we both said this, didn't we? Did the sacking of Brendan Rodgers come too late to stop him changing his mind? Because, and, and again, had he kept us up, and I know it's in hindsight, and I know you shouldn't get sore in your eye, Chris. It's a wonderful thing, mm -hmm. um, but had Dean Smith kept us up. And Cags had, had that run in the team and he'd have felt, again, wanted and needed by the manager of Leicester City. Maybe he could have convinced Cags otherwise. It is what it is. The message is lovely. A bit like Madison in a way, he leaves He leaves on a good note. And um, it's just a shame we couldn't have uh, included a one-year uh, yeah. loan back spell on him. But I wish him all the best. And he's done the best thing, Chris. He's gone to a team in another country. Go and yeah. be successful. Go and win the league. Go and win the treble with Atletico. I could not give a monkey's what you win. Uh, I hope he has a successful career. And what a lovely message. It shows they held nothing against us as fans and people of the club. It was just <clears throat> that not bad. Yeah, but I think he knows from the reaction he got whenever he was running up and down the touchline and when he was actually finally came on, the reaction that he got off the fans, because we knew he was a good defender, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> most, most of us knew he was a good... Yeah, he did. Uh, I, I think the thing is, as well, is, is, is in the nicest way possible, I, you saw him when he was warming up. Well, I think the first time he was named on the bench, Chris, he sat there, he wasn't really engaged. It didn't look it. And he started warming up and he was chewing his gum and he wasn't really engaged. Can you imagine he's been downtrodden by this bell end and you don't have to play it for that. That's just me saying it from his perspective. He's going, they're not going to get played. I don't always bother naming on the bench. Why he's asking me to warm up, I don't know. And the crowd just showed him that love. And the cameras panned for him. I remember, the, I can't remember who it was against, but I remember it was, I was watching the game, the cameras panned for him and he started smiling and clapping the fans. And it was like, we still love you, mate, even if he doesn't. So... Yeah. Yeah. The fact that his message resembles that is he's he's going to be fondly remembered in, in Leicester fans' hearts. Terry asked this question. He's probably seen the script. But, again, we briefly touched on it before. Uh, backroom staff 
three of them gone. Stowell, I'm sorry to say, I actually was looking earlier because I was doing the questions ready for Thursday. Uh, and this isn't one of the questions, but it nearly was. How many times Stowell has stood in as part of the team to be the stand-in man and the caretaker manager? Uh, three. On his own. Um, you wouldn't, you, you'd have got it wrong. It was four, actually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Even when he's not you, wrong. Uh, but yeah, and I'm so I am sorry to see him go because he's been there a long time. But he must know every time. All these bathroom staff must know every time a new manager comes in. Um, yeah. that the chances are that the job's gonna be under risk. I'm sorry to see Stal go. Sadler, my God, I mean, I'll, I'll book him an Uber. I'll book in a Uber to the train station. They'll end Mark II. What idiot. What absolute total. And I'm going to give him an honorary one of these because I think he deserves it. Bell end. Bell end number two. Adam Sadler. The guy, a manager is sacked. So you are then asked to go in. And he was the senior of the two because he was first team coach where Stahl was only goalkeeper coach. Sadler comes in and goes, oh, I know what I'm going to do. You've just sacked him because he was rubbish and the way he played. So I'm going to do exactly the same as he did. What yeah. prize plum-shaped plonker? Well, I said it um, probably both Villa and Bournemouth post-matches, Chris. I think well, we both said it, but when you asked, when you posed the question, it made me bring it forward. And that was, what lack of ambition does this guy have what lack of inspiration do you have? I mean, there's copying someone's homework and then there's just giving the players the same page to copy from. You don't, you don't uh, copy the, the, the dumbest person in the class, do you? Well, it's clearly the only thing he knows. He's got no ambition and no football. I, you know, I said he's got clearly no ambition to be a manager because he showed no instinct to go, well, I tried to tell Brendan, you guys should play like this. So this is what we're going to do. We saw it with Shakespeare, didn't we? When Ranieri had them all confused and they wanted to play away, he went, oh, don't worry, lads. Up here, for, up here for thinking, down there for dancing. I know what you guys are good at. Go out there and do this. And look what happened. We all saw what happened. We climbed away from relegation. We beat Seville. We're the first English side to do that. West Ham had to go and mess that up. But it's all right. We forgive them. We did it in the Champions League. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Um we got a good revive. Kind of the same things when we had Chris Powell and that in charge for a bit. They, they, they did something a little bit different for the short spells, got a few decent results. Well, this clown, like you said, just went, um, I actually don't know anything. I'm thick as pig shit and well, literally he copied. brought in, wasn't he, as sort of a, an analyst or something under Nigel Pearson. Well, what was he analysing? How to sniff arse? Because that's all no. he's done. No, but yeah, but what I'm saying, he has, he, had, he had no football. He, he wasn't a coach. He's kind of yeah, well, well, into well, this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm sorry. But had this... he had he actually come out and get yeah, guys, that doesn't that's not work. Yeah, 30, so 30 games. All right, maybe not all those 30 games, but 20, 22 of those games, it's not worked. So do you know what I'm yeah. going to do? I am going to throw that plan in the bin. And I'm going to come up. We well, that was Plan A. I'm going to come up with Plan Q. And if we'd yeah. gone out, and if we'd have lost three or four nil, we could have been no more pissed off than we were anyway. But at least yeah. we said, you know what? He tried something different. 
Yeah, exactly. And 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 I bet if you spoke to some of these managers over the years, the intern manager, I suppose is the turn of phrase they've been given now, you know, like like Shakespeare for us and, and others over all the other clubs that have done it. If you ask them, uh, I mean, most shockingly, and thank God we're not Bournemouth fans to talk about it, but Gary O'Neill getting sat by them surrenders, by the way, just on the point of assistants that have been successful, is... If you I ask agree, someone, like, I agree with him going. I'm sorry, but that's a. Oh well, no, no, that that that, that that's <laughs> fair. It's that that's each to their own, but that's probably because yeah. he didn't keep us up with a draw against Everton. <laughs> um, you know but, me too well. You know me I do, too well. I do, mate. I do. But no, in all seriousness, I bet if somebody asked Shakespeare, what's the first thing you did to try and turn the corner at Leicester? What was the first thing you did with them players? I bet you his response would be something along the lines of I sat down with the players and I got their voices. I listened to them. I spoke with them. We talked it through as a team because you're basically saying this isn't working. I know it's all we've been working on, but come on, let me know. Give me your ideas. I will voice mine. And that, and nine times out of 10, that's where these, these, um, improvements come well, from there is, there is a, a story i don't know whether it's one of those that has just gone down in the annals of history as that it was a a, a a comment that somebody made that's sort of suddenly become history but um um oh what was he called robson the england manager brian brian robson brian robson uh was it brian the manager no that was the player oh, uh, yeah um oh my robson. god I know, my mind's gone. Somebody in the chat, please. But Mr. Robson, the England manager, um, we were struggling. We hadn't particularly had a good start. It was actually the players, allegedly, that went to him and said, boss, can we have a word? Sat down around the pool talking to him. He listened to them, made the changes, and we actually got through when we came fourth that year because we, um, uh, you know, we, we already lost to Italy, didn't we, in the, in the uh, third yeah. playoff. But we actually... T- turned it round, so yeah. It, it oh god, that's going to annoy me now. Somebody, somebody in the chat, Google it quickly. Um, I'm sure it is Brian Robson. It's just they both are called. No, it's not. It's not. They can't. No, it's not Brian Robson. Uh, it's not Kevin. I've already got Kevin in my mind. That's you're saying? thinking, Kevin Keegan. It's not. Yeah, it's not Kevin Robson. Um, oh my god, I'm going to have to Google it. Robson, talk amongst yourselves. Um, Steve. Bobby, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, so Bobby Robson. Yeah, we knew it wasn't Brian, but we can't get Brian. Tell Terry, a bit late. Come on, mate, help us out. As soon as I know, <laughs> Bobby Robson. All right, yeah, so Bobby. Well, I feel bad for forgetting that now. I do, but yeah, yeah. But no, so yeah, it does help. The gentleman, I mean, Terry says they can't name the new guys, though. I can name the new guys, though, Terry, believe it or not. Do you know why? Uh, I've got it up on the screen here. <laughs> but, uh, the role of first team coach is Danny Walker. We won't talk about it because we don't really know about any, any about them, but just to run through who they are. The role of first team coach is Danny Walker, who previously served as the assistant manager of Manchester City's highly successful under-21 team. Walker has also gained a valuable coaching experience as Peterborough United's senior professional development phase league coach, whatever the bloody hell that means. Uh, 
Michel Del Bernardin will join as the club's new first team goalkeeper coach. So he's replacing Stahl. 45 year old Italian arrives from Sampdoria, having previously worked for Parma in Serie A. So that's where he knows, obviously, Enzo from. Marcos Alvarez is to be appointed first team fitness coach. The 52 year old Spaniard has previously worked with clubs such as Real Betis, Parma, and SBAL Spal. Fitness specialist career also includes stints at Real Madrid, Tottenham Hotspur, Seville, and CSKA Moscow. And then, this is this is one I can pronounce if I get the right mouse. Javier Molina Cabrillero. Those of you that know me well, well done, Chris. So, so, sorry, Chris, you cut out. What's the name? What is that again? Javier Molina Cabrillero. <laughs> But <laughs> also join the backroom staff as first team analyst and analyst. I can say his name, I can't say his bloody position. Analyst, having worked with the likes of Atletico Madrid, Farmer, and Barcelona B in recent seasons. That's a hell of a lot of good CVs that are there. Yeah, better than the two couch potatoes out of three that we're getting rid of. Uh, I, I'm with you, Mike Style, long servant in the club, had many a role or multi-role at the club was yeah. surprised that he was let go but you know you know it's like it's like the big brother isn't it you know somebody's going to get evicted when someone new comes in but who is it who's it going to be and how many is is, is always a question yeah. um you know some some managers they bring in seven eight of their own members or old staff members so you know, he's good. He's got connections from all these times around. So he's bringing an experience from his time in Italy. He's been an experience with some uh, on Man City's under 23s. Mm. Um, good breed. I mean, there was no point bringing in that defensive fitness coach or whatever it was supposed to be, was it? Because it's him that's gone, isn't that large? Yeah, yeah. Kunta yeah. lived up to his name. Um, yeah. well, um, I think it does have done. It doesn't sound quite as offensive. Yeah. I mean, we had Harold Chipman training them till they were broken and he must have been his assistant oh, in repairing them because um as terry said yeah. Yeah, dr death gone he has he's got yeah. the rangers so oh well that you know congrats well congratulations celtic on winning the league when uh yes. rangers have to forfeit their season because they got forfeit players uh yeah yeah exactly they, i'm gonna be a little bit controversial here you know and you not- controversial what no Wah. I know, I know, and I'm conscious of the time. So if you need to go, send me a private message. And I understand we've, we've probably gone on along, but it has been a bit of a catch because we've had a bit of a, a time off. So feel free to sort of jump out when you need to go. But uh, off, bye. <laughs> Mr. Vardy saying no to um, Saudi Arabia. Now, uh, look, I love Vardy. Um, we should have a statue made for him. Um, we won't, of course, but we should do best million pound ever spent, best player, best bargain player to ever play in the Premier League. I'm sorry, I can't speak enough of him, but he did not turn down Saudi Arabia because of any loyalty to Leicester, because he hasn't even spoken to the new manager when he turned Saudi Arabia down. Somebody said it's probably he decided it's not right for his young family. I have no problem with that. If that's, his, if that's the reason, I have no problem with that. And I want him to stay for this next season. He's only got one season left. If Sheffield Wednesday were to come in for him, I would, I would buy him a taxi and say, look, you go, it's your boyhood club, 
you go and have a season there, mate, and, and, and enjoy yourself, you know. But if he stays, I think he's got a role at Leicester. Um, I think there'll be some some defences if he is coming on in the 70th and odd minute that he will terrorise. But I don't think he turned Saudi Arabia down out of any loyalty to Leicester. Um, I, I think you're. I think it was more a logical choice for him, yeah. isn't it? Embedded in Leicester, you've set up shop in Leicester. You've managed to wear the pants in the relationship and dictating on where you're going to live in Leicester ever since you turned Arsenal away. Um, so I can't imagine, with the greatest respect, and all I'm going to say is it's not the most ideal family location to be exactly. relocating to exactly. for a family. So we'll leave that there. We'll move on before I get Saudis knocking at my door, threatening <laughs> all sorts. No, we won't say yeah, anything. And- had he gone, uh, yeah. he would have gone with my best wishes. Oh, he would have. He would have made. He'd have earned yeah. the money, Chris. He'd have earned yeah. three hundred grand a week. Very random. Very random you, point. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, go on. No, yours is yours is relevant. Mine's not relevant to last of this. Yeah. Very random oh, point. No, what I'm going to say was, if he turned around and said, "Look, I'm going to go to Saudi Arabia on my own for a year." And give himself mm. a break from Rebecca. I would have said, mate, that I would have paid for his Uber. I would have paid for his Uber, but for different reasons. Yeah. Um, in a random note, this is I find this quite funny. Um, I just saw a BBC notification, and you mentioned earlier the show that Gerard, the former Rangers manager, and there's a reason I'm saying that, is managing that Al Etty had side um in, in Saudi Arabia, isn't he? Celtic have one of their best players, I know it's only a farmer's league, has just left Celtic to go and join Steven Gerrard at that Saudi Arabia club. So Celtic now will hate Saudi Arabia because they've taken their best player and he's gone to play for a former Rangers manager. So well, I, <laughs> I just I, saw it. It made me chuckle because of what you said at the start yeah, about I, I think he's gone there because he's realised that no English club was mad enough to give him a job. Um, Stephen Jones. Oh, the fact that a Celtic player has gone to follow yeah, an ex-Rangers yeah, manager, yeah. really well. Yeah, I mean, look, the money's there and I don't begrudge them at all. They're, they're giving it a go. No. Uh, and I'm not... You know, yeah. to me, it is no different to what we did, you know, the Premier League did not give a shit about the second, third, fourth, and fifth and sixth tiers at all. So why, uh, you know, they didn't give a shit that they were knocking the Portuguese league or, or there was some, they were going to be. They wanted to be bigger than the Spanish, and they are. They are the biggest league in the world now. Saudi Arabia want to have a go. Whether it was successful or not, time will tell. But we you know at the end of the day, good luck to them. Yeah, talking, of course. Talking of good luck, yeah. No. <laughs> Shortest answer of the night. No, good night. No, we had a few short ones at the start of Tony. Bless him. Um, I did tell him keep his answers short, but I wasn't expecting them to, be, to be that short. Um, I, I mean, this is desperation, isn't it? Yeah, never sign a player that comes back in for you. It's like it's like being in a relationship. And everything seems swimmingly going well. Then you find out she's cheated on you 16 times. And then you go and get married. You have a successful life. You become really rich. And you get all the things you deserved and worked hard for in your life. And then your ex comes back. And she's um, 
for lack of a better description, looking worse for wear. She's been kicked to the turf and she comes back saying, I want you back, even though you're already married and were moved way on with your life and had no intention of taking her back. Mm. Danny, you haven't played football in six years and the last time you kicked something, it was a 12-year-old. So, no. No. Allegedly. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, for, for LGID reasons, we say allegedly. It wasn't a 12-year-old either. It was definitely someone of age to kick. Not that you should kick anybody, but you know what I mean? I'm not saying he's going around kicking actual children, but point well, my is... My lawyer sat there now going, yeah, bring me the money, bring me the money. Now, you, need, you better call Sal, mate. If you know Breaking Bad, <laughs> you better give him a ring. I mean, look, I, I've seen a mixed reaction on social media to this, that some people actually saying, well, it's free. What, what have we got to lose, etc., etc." He's going Dignity. to be on a very cheap week, on a very cheap week, on a very cheap wage. To me, all right, look, he was part of that team that won the Premier League. And for that, we will always love him. And he had, he had a goal in him. We know that. Um, but to me... He was never the better midfielder, depending whoever he was playing with. He was never better than um, Kante. No, no, no chance. He was never better than Cambiasso. No. He wasn't even better, than I don't think, than James. I think James was the better of the two. You will ask a lot of Leicester fans from that season in particular. In fact, the championship winning season which midfielder was better, they would tell you that if Matty James was fit, and I 100% agree with the statement, if Matty James would have, would have been able to stay fit and didn't get them horrible injuries that kept him out for months on end, it would have been Matty James alongside Cambiasso and Kante, not drink water. Yes. Now, whether that would have resulted in a different future to what the one we got, to what we've had, you know, is by the by, the better midfielder would have been Matty James. Yeah, and no, still no, is. I, I, I agree. I agree. I'd rather I'd rather get Andy King back from Nigel Pearson and Bristol City than than Danny Drinkwater because at least he's been playing football, mate. Yeah, and it, and he's done his he's done his coaches badges as well. So well done, Andy King. Oh, well done, King. Yeah, hey, there you go. There you are. A couple of years later, Chris will be having a show on this similar to this talking about Andy King coming in as manager at Leicester. Yeah. You heard yeah. it here first, mate. You never know. You never know. Uh, mate, before we go, tell us about this uh, the prediction league. Yeah, so come and have a go if you think you're hard enough, as they said. Um, if you want to try and knock this smug face off my off my um, the, the smug smile off my face, should I say? It's easy for me to say. Apparently, somebody has done. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'm currently the two-time prediction league champion of the uh, Leicester Tide ITV channel but if you want to take me on and try and knock me off my perch all you've got to do is follow me on twitter send me a follow i'll follow you back drop me a message saying hi brad please include me in the predictions league and i'll tell you five pound please no i won't it's free to enter i'm only joking you'll get um uh, all you need then to do is give me your predictions for the championship full list of fixtures from that week and it's not just Leicester it is the whole list the QPRs versus the Millwalls they're all there and it'll be for that week and it'll be Saturday and the midweek games if there's one before the next one Thursday so any game before the following Thursday including your predictions please when you're giving me your scores don't just put two one three ones nil nils because you might be reading off your source on the BBC and I might be going on 
um, a different website and the fix of somebody up, and I just won't score them. I won't count them. As you can see by Chris's example there, it won't obviously be Manchester City and Leeds, but it could be. I was covering, like, I was covering both angles there, having the Premier League club and the Championship club. I, in I know you don't waste your afternoons, do you, Chris? But yeah, if you want, if you want to, so make sure if you're making a, if you're putting your predictions in, you're telling me who versus who and what scoreline. So for a better example, Middlesbrough one, Millwall nil. Don't put one nil, comma two nil because I won't have a clue who the four, so you won't get any points. You get three points for correct score. So if, if Millwall were to lose one nil to Borough and you predicted one nil Borough, you get three points. If it finished 2 0 to Borough, as long as you predicted Middlesbrough to win, you'd still get a point. Uh, if there's any any disputes arise, um, tough shit on the judge. No, it, you know, it, it no, is no, fairly simple. There, I have said there that, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, that your decision is final. Um... And, 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 uh, I will, um, Chris will obviously, uh, as we, because we'll still be doing a normal show, won't we, Chris? Uh, yep. Me, you, and Steve, where we'll get reviewed. You will get to see your updates. Do not be asking me how many points you have. If you want to keep track of them yourself, that's fine, but don't ask me them. That will be saved for the spoiler in the show, sort of thing. So if, if you, if you come saying, Brad, how many points have I got? I'm going to tell you. Enough to be somewhere on the board. I'm yeah. not going to. That's why we're keeping the excitement to reveal it. Don't ask yeah. me your position yeah. in the, the league. Weekly, the weekly table will be shown every Friday in the eight o'clock prediction show. And we've got to say once again, big huge thank you to X Fox, X Winger Steve Linex and his Foxy Seven clothing brand who are sponsoring it and who will be. Um, uh, putting up the prizes, which is really, really good of him. There's a great package of hats yeah. and hoodies and, and everything um, that will be coming on. Oh, here we the go. The Prediction Show from Leicester Till I Die TV is brought to you by Xbox Steve Linex and Foxy7Clothing.co.uk. Back of the net. Indeed. Well done, Steve. Thanks very much for that. Um... So, um, that's it. It's been a long one, um, and it's been a while since I can say that. But thank you so very much, Brad. Uh, if you want, if you don't want to hang on, I appreciate it's late. If you want to shoot off, we can talk tomorrow. Uh, it is not a problem at all. Uh, but thank you very much, sir. And just remind people, where can they see the quizzes? I can see the quizzes on the... And our on our second channel here at Leicester Till I Die, it is the Leicester Till I Die TV quiz show. That's a mouthful for me to say. I'm going to get better at it. And if you want to know all the information of that, the quiz, you know, pending confirmation from Anthony will be this week. If you follow me on Twitter at Full Time Focus, anything and everything to do with that quiz channel, including up and coming broadcasts. Live broadcast for the quiz. As you can see, scrolling across the bottom there, follow the finger, moving on to Chris's. Uh, that's the sentence you want to hear again. But there you go. Um, and, yeah, if you go over and subscribe to the channel, again, if you if you, if you you subscribe to Top 10 Battles, you're already there, you're already ready. But maybe go back and check it out. Hit the notification bell. Make sure you've got it on all so you don't miss it when I do go live on there. But we look forward to having you there. And follow me on Twitter at Full Time Focus to get it on Twitter in case you're out and about. 
and yes, anybody, I, we do know that there are shows on there that haven't got anything to them. The shows that are on there are just to show you the different <laughs> quizzes that we are doing. Somebody messaged me and said, why are you doing eight quizzes all at the same time on the same day? I, I give up. I give up. Brad, thank uh, you. So no, 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 you should, should tell them from now on. Yeah, he's doing it. He's going to ask one question from one quiz and one question from another one. Eight, the quiz is eight in one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that past you because you'd get the answers mixed up, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, someone might get a point then. That's, that's how I'm doing it, Chris. <laughs> that is true. Mate, thank you so very, very much. If you want to stay on after, we'll have a chat. If not, and you need to go, that's fine. We can chat tomorrow. But thank you very much. And catch us on Thursday. Do come in and see whether Craig can beat, you, uh, Craig can beat your score or not. He's not yeah. very confident. So can I just be in the background so I can go, boo, get off the stage. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be. You can comment. I'm sure you can comment. All I'm right, sure mate. I will, mate. All the best, then. Take care, buddy. Take care, mate. Take yeah. care. Bye bye. He's done that wrong, folks. How are you doing at Leicester Side ITV? The, the, the host that can do. There we go. <laughs> Shut him up. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> oh, you and you. I tell you what, I might, I might remember my answers and forget the questions, but at least I stay on the screen, mate. At least I can afford bloody electricity, mate. <laughs> Look, yeah, I was walking into the kitchen. I was about to blind people and do this. So that was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Speak to you later. Cheers. Speak to you later, mate. Oh, honestly. Um, I used to be good at this, allegedly. I don't know when it was. I will see you Thursday, 8 o'clock, right here for the Big Fat Leicester quiz. We'll be having Craig on, who obviously... Very, very good with the crate with the questions. We'll see what he's like with the answers. He's not feeling very confident. Thanks to Tony for popping on. Become a member, like it says there, for one ninety nine. Click the button below on YouTube, and you too can come on the show. Um, and I will see you Thursday, like I say, nine o'clock. Be there or be square. See you then. Thanks very much to everybody that was in the chat as well. Take care. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too, or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.